High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, pen pals, travelers, people who stereotype. Not really, you're not welcome, but regardless, this is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at their teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening, but first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results... First things first, as always, hit that subscribe button as your homework wherever you're listening. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And while you're there, please give us a positive review or a five-star rating. But remember, the best way you could help High School Slumber Party as we close out our junior year is by telling a friend about all the wonderful things that we do here bi-weekly on High School Slumber Party. Help the podcast out. Your other homework, of course, check out cageclub.me, the home of so many other great pop culture podcasts. Last night, I was with the Too Fast, Too Forever crew. Fast and Furious 9 came out. What a blast of a movie. What a fun movie. If you're a fan of that franchise, silliness. Good, fun, pure silliness. A lot of questions answered. And if you're a hater, you're probably not going to like it, but just have fun. Just go see it at the movies. Anyway, check out that show there. Got to see a lot of cool people there. Mike Manzi was there. Dan the Duke Hayden. Bunch of other cool, cool folks. So just want to shout out them and thank them for inviting me to the premiere, at least the Too Fast, Too Forever premiere at the Palisades Mall of Fast 9. <laughs> okay, of course, your homework for this podcast. Catch up on High School Slumber Party. You could find that at cageclub.me as well and wherever you're listening. Monday's episode was my boyfriend's back. Ryan Stick was nice enough to join us for that. That was a really, really fun episode. Check out the Ryan Stick show, his show. (laughs) And he mentioned to me, I think it was off air, how much he hates today's movie and your homework today, and that was to watch Eurotrip. The rated version is on Amazon Prime right now. You'd have to rent the unrated version. We talk about both here. My guests today are high school classmates of mine and people I shared this movie with when it came out. That's why they're here. Kyle Reinfried, the foodie films man, and my good friend Mike Rivera. And I'm not going to lie, we kind of revert into a little bit of a sophomoric, not even junior year, sophomoric banter. It felt like high school again, so apologies for that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Jesus, our junior year is coming to a close and you can't remember that? (laughs) Regardless, yeah. It gets fun. It's really fun. But uh, if we rub some people the wrong way, 
This is a sophomoric humor movie, so maybe that spills into that. Either way, it is really fun. I don't think you'll be offended. <laughs> but if you are, feel free to hit me up on social media. Class participation is a huge part of your grade. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you could email me at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. So it's about that time, right? Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother to see my Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. Oh, oh, oh. Don't forget, the ballots are still open for our junior yearbook. Vote, vote, vote. Go to our Twitter. Go to our Facebook. Find the ballot or just hit me up and I'll give you a ballot. We have so many great superlatives and we're going to drop that special at the end of the month. You know what's one I really like? Best song. So for class song, here are the nominees this year. Then He Kissed Me from Adventures in Babysitting. Great intro. Elizabeth Shue. Big fan. Send Me an Angel from Rad. Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous. In Your Eyes, Classic Scene from Say Anything. Stand Out, Eye to Eye. I put both of them together from a goofy movie. I Still Believe from The Lost Boys. Sexy Sax Man. Young and Wild and Free. Mac and Devin Go to High School. Probably the best part of that movie. Zaz from The Prom. Get out of my dreams from License to Drive. And Bratitude from the Bratz movie. You know what? We think we have a song of the year, a class song nominee, maybe for a senior year, because the cutoff for our junior year is over. This is a summary movie, so we're counting it as the start of our summer early this year, Euro Trip. But the song I'm about to play by Lustra, you know it. It's probably the most memorable thing from this film today. It is Scotty Doesn't Know. Class dismissed. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. She's out shopping But she's on me and I'm not stopping You never heard this? Oh my god. Peg. It was Peg, right? No, I'm Margaret. I'm taking that. Oh, her name is Margaret, yes. Yeah, yeah. Her name was literally Margaret, and she reamed us for not having any knowledge. Uh, let me bring up that email, actually. I can't even remember. What was the movie? That's how oh, bad okay. it was. Oh, okay, Outsiders. That's, you reco- Outsiders. You recorded yeah. an episode. She reviewed it. And she, she listened to it, and she wrote a scathing email. Yes. Like, it was you bad. Peggy guys. Sue, her name Peggy was. Peggy Sue. Oh, so she's like probably a Coppola fan. It, from January 11th, 2020. Oh so, my God.
We recorded that in 2018. She wrote us in 2020. This is pre-pandemic, so she still had a life. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame her. Everything she said was warranted. I'm going to read it out loud. Hi, guys. I'm sitting here listening to your podcast, High School Slumber Party, number nine, The Outsiders, by Cage Club Podcast Network. I have to say, you guys are really making me laugh. It's funny to hear how young people relate to The Outsiders as a whole, but clearly, y'all should have been watching the film before reviewing it. Just saying. All right, Peggy Sue. At no. this point in the broadcast, there's still a half hour to go, and you guys are talking about Johnny's letter to Ponyboy, and you think it's weird that Johnny is reading it. Clearly, the fact that Ponyboy isn't reading this out loud has escaped your attention. Well, I mean, I, we knew that. Yeah, I think we knew that. Yeah. Uh, he's thinking about Johnny as he's reading it and can hear Johnny reading it, which is the reason that we think the audience hears him. Okay. But I, we knew that. I think we all get what a voiceover yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Peggy. Think about seeing a meme on Facebook with a famous person's picture. Can, can't you almost hear them reading it? It's the same thing in that scene. Okay, so she's explaining it. Oh, thank you. Us. In her voice. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're wondering why I said young people today, it's because I saw the film in the theater in 1983. I was 13 years old. <laughs> really cracked the case on that one. Out of context clues, I would have given that. I'll be 51 at the end of June. At that point, I didn't even know it was a book first. I found out afterwards and purchased it immediately. I probably read the book at least a dozen times and have seen the movie, if I had to guess, well over a thousand times easy. So super fan. Well, anyway, I'm going to finish listening to your podcast. I hope that by now you've watched the film again to see all the stuff you got wrong, LOL. By the way, why did you use clips from the complete novel instead of the plain movie? Yes, it was obvious the version you were using because any serious fan like myself knows the difference between the soundtracks. Because there's different cuts at Scopola. Rookie move. Oh. Rookie move. I'm a huge Scott Hall fan, too. <laughs> Take hey, care. Yo. Peggy Sue, writer, artist, crafter. Thank you, Peggy Sue. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but I love fan mail. Keep emailing High School Slumber Party. It's rare I actually get it, so... Thank you for emailing High School Just Summer Party. Just watch out for the razor's edge. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't been on since. But no, it's been a... Life has gotten in the way more. It hasn't been because you were banned after that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I was embarrassed about that. When don't you, be, don't be embarrassed about that. <laughs> so I just want to say, this isn't where I parked my car, guys. Ah, you said that <laughs> I had to. I had to take it. <laughs> I knew I was going to, yeah. <laughs> Today we're talking Euro Trip with a familiar voice and maybe a not so familiar voice because as we've alluded to or actually directly said today, (laughs) it's been a while. So Kyle, first, why don't you introduce yourself and then Mike. Kyle Reinfried, Northern Valley Regional High School at Old Japan, uh, 05 Go Golden Knights. Mike Rivera, I'm going to piggyback on exactly what Kyle said. Uh, Same high school, same class. Go Golden Knights. And of course, you're piggybacking because you went there, as did I. We are high school classmates together. Very topical today because this movie, Eurotrip, it was in our wheelhouse at the time. 2004, and like you said, we graduated 2005, so I can't wait to talk about this movie. I remember even the first time I saw this movie, but I'll ask you guys first. Kyle, when was the first time you saw Eurotrip? Summer 2004, Westwood Theaters. Alone with your parents? <laughs> um, I mean, it had to have been. I remember seeing theaters, but I don't recall who I saw it with. Maybe alone? No, not at that point. <laughs> I mean, I wish I did. I watched it alone a lot at my parents' house. This is a frequently paused movie. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yes, we all know what you I mean. I masturbate a lot. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I couldn't tell you when I first watched it. I don't remember. I think the first time 
I watched it was the first time you watched it, Mike. So remember Rosen had like a room in his David Rosen, who's yeah. never been on this podcast, but I think I've talked about him. David? <laughs> he has a, he had a room in his house that was like a, not a theater, but kind of. <clears throat> I remember we rented it, watched it there. I think you, me, Dow, and Anthony. Anthony? Um, I think so. It might have been Nick. It might whatever. No, it was Nick. And Rosen's dad kept like coming in. I think he walked in on like the hot tub scene and he kept like, hey, what's this oh, movie like? You know, titties. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget that part of it. Sorry, Rosen, calling out your dad. I could have had any high school classmates on this one, but I feel like you guys have some unique European uh, experience as well. <laughs> my, my biggest regret is that I didn't do a Euro trip with you guys. I had an opportunity. I was a young professional. Not, not a prostitute. That's not like a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> that needs to be clarified. <laughs> I mean, you were a prostitute in a way, not for no, sex. No, just, well, just, well, what are you if you don't charge? <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I was going to say, you took the money instead of having fun. That's I did, yes. I was working on reality shows at the time. It was like the second big one I was working on, and I was like asked by the ad to be on his team so i'm like oh, I, I can't miss out on this and then of course that really didn't lead to anything <laughs> a lot of people make assumptions about you kyle especially on this podcast especially on this podcast network so i was there and it's a normal story to me i guarantee there's people listening right now wait brian and mike went to europe and kyle stayed home for a job to be professional you know what I mean? It's usually like it's usually the other I, way around. I, yes. Times have changed. Times have changed. <laughs> I've digressed. I've devolved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't deny that Europe was once your top priority. I don't think it's really devolving. Yeah. Um, Europe was once my top priority. Like when, you booked your years I, based on your European trip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Based on yeah, yeah. It was predominantly Europe, so yeah, international travel. But yeah, Europe. So at this point, two thousand four, when this film came out, I don't think any of us had been to Europe at that point. Correct? Yeah. I would start going in college with my family, but the first time I ever went to Europe was to visit our friend Anthony when he was studying abroad in Madrid. That was my sophomore year of college. So I bring it up because. Eurotrip is very much this weird thing that's like not everything I knew about Europe. I love history and stuff like that, but a lot of European <laughs> yeah, stereotypes. You're in like AP Euro, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's> cool. <laughs> a lot of I love European history, but a lot of um, things I took from this movie were stereotypes. But this movie is also stereotypes that were very common in the United States at the time. Mike, when was your first trip to Europe? Not with me. No, the first time wasn't with you. But we did go together shortly thereafter. I'm guessing now that it was it was during Thanksgiving, November oh, yes, of uh, was like maybe 2011, 2012. 2012. I'm guessing. We're talking post Sandy. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> no, really no, it was so before that. So t- we graduated 10 20- or 2011. We graduated 2009. I met those au pairs the summer of 2010, so it wasn't... Yeah, yeah, it was 2011 because I met Nicole. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, yeah. So, so yeah. 2011. Thanksgiving 2011. No, Thanksgiving 2010. 2010? We went 2011. Oh, okay. <laughs> splitting hairs. So. That's <laughs> splitting hairs. Regardless, 2010. A long time ago. So, Mike, you first. Where have you been in Europe? So, 
Germany, uh, plenty of cities there. For a girl. Frankfurt, Berlin, <laughs> Hamburg, Heidelberg. Um, Lots of bergs. Munich. Uh, Brian, help me out here. Uh, uh, well, we've been, we, 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 plenty. you and I went all around yeah, Germany. Yeah, all over Germany. But you've Holla, also Magdeburg. been where? Uh, went to Spain. Belgium. Um, also, yeah, we stopped in Brussels. Then when I went to Spain, did Madrid, Barcelona, Seville, Cordoba, Malaga, uh, San Sebastian, Bilbao, Segovia. That was a good trip. That was a good trip. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds like a good trip. Ooh. <laughs> I just yearn to go back. <laughs> oh, that was the one by yourself. Yeah, I went to Spain alone. But solo travels great, Kyle. You're an no, expert. It's, uh, it's, it's no, it's <laughs> He's kidding. Kyle's Mr. European Traveler. Well, you've, well we cut Mike off. He's also oh, sorry. Italy. Oh, Italy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could have forget that. I went to um, Sorrento and Rome. That? Let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I loved Italy. Rome was amazing. Rome is great. Good Roma. food. Roma. So, so uh, you know, I, I've been, let's see. Iceland, I guess, counts, but that's not really. Yeah, well, it does. Okay, Iceland, Norway, uh, England, France, Spain, Portugal, Italy, uh, Germany, Belgium as well, the Netherlands. You rattle off countries like I do cities. No, no, but no, I'm not putting it like that. (laughs) I'm trying to. There might be a couple others in there that I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but nothing. That those were the where I spent significant time, so I only say that because Kyle. How about you? I'm just gonna go in chronological order of trips, just because that'd be of, of how old their constitutions are. That's the chronological <laughs> yes, order. Yes. <laughs> so in fall of 2015, because spring of 2015, Vatican City. Um, <laughs> spring of 2015, I did a cross country road trip, and that really like. Put a fire under my ass, and I mean, across America, country. Yes, and I was I was never an isolationist isolationist by any means, but I was just like, oh, like I'll travel someday. You were not the Henry Cabot Lodge of your era. Thank you. Good, uh, good uh, history joke there, guys. So after that, I was like, okay, I, I need to get to Europe. That just made the most sense at the time to be the first international place I traveled to, besides like Bermuda and Bahamas and that kind of stuff. Bermuda, Jamaica. Yeah. Bermuda, Bahama, going pretty well. Uh, so anyway, Brian really helped me plan this first trip. So I landed in Paris, then went Brussels, Bruges, Amsterdam, Hamburg, Berlin, Dresden, Halle, Prague, Vienna, Munich, Barcelona, Sevilla, Madrid. So 14 cities in like five weeks. Crazy. You did um, a marathon that time. I'd like to apologize for my pronunciation of Sevilla. I, was, I called I was, it yeah. Seville. I apologize. And you didn't even pronounce Halle. I didn't, know. And then on that trip, I made friends in Prague, and we kept in touch. And so then I did a six-week trip that I did. Uh, it was longer stays in places, but Iceland, Budapest, Corfu, Greece. Did you say Vienna? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rome, uh, all like all the coast, Dalmatian coast is Croatia, and then back to Spain, because Spain was my favorite on the first one. So, and I, I couldn't tell if I liked... Barcelona or Sevilla more, and I, I figured if uh, Sevilla was on the water, so I was like, let me go do Costa Sol, so all the places that Mike said, Cordoba and Oh, you went to Gibraltar? Malaga. Yeah, Gibraltar went, in I went, to, went, to, went to Tangiers. Oh, Tangiers, so I Technically, did that as well. I've been to well, Africa. Yeah, we're talking about Europe. Okay. Um, and then the next time I went to Europe was a 
I guess, two weeks in Ireland and like four days in London. And then after that, there was Thailand in between there. But then in Thai, I only say that because in Thailand, I met a bunch of Danish women. Yes. And uh, went to uh, uh, Copenhagen for their Christmas markets. Ooh, the German Christmas markets. Beautiful, beautiful. And then after that, oh, then after that, it was a repeat trip. Did Amsterdam, Munich for Oktoberfest, and then Dublin again. And then the last time I was there was summer, August of 2019, in which I did, uh, (laughs) with my ex, um, yes, and we did San Sebastian, uh, Bilbao just for like a day, because we flew out of there to uh, Lisbon, and then to Paris. So that was, yeah, Uh, that's all of Romantic. Yeah, we stayed right in the... What's the, oh, what's that neighborhood? Momont, uh, the one. Momonti. Momont, yeah, the highest point of. Yep. Yeah, that's where her cousin's apartment was. You'll always have Paris. I will. Forget Damn. Paris. I'm doing, Damn. A lot, I'm doing a lot of deep cuts today. That's, yeah. uh, that's some serious travel. Right Riveting now. podcasting today. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I only bring it up because we all have varying degrees of European travel experience <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> no, for different. And I feel like. While we all certainly qualify in different ways, right? Like you've since been with your fiance, Mike. You traveled once with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. who's no longer here. She's no longer with us. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, I've been with my wife. Um, well, you, I think pro- you proposed. I did. I proposed in to, Spain. to my yeah. girlfriend at the time, who then became my fiance, then became yeah. my wife. A, a podcast of semantics today. But <laughs> yes, yes. But. When we were doing our core travel, we were all in different places of, of our life. Like, my core travel was with family and girlfriend. Yours, Mike, was with visiting a European girlfriend you had at the time. I kind of hit all different. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, hit all three, did, but I'm yeah. saying... You're, yeah, sorry, visiting I mean, a long-distance lover, part-time lover. She was a part-time <laughs> lover. That's just a song. And, then, but, and Kyle, you were... Predominantly single. You were, the last time I was there, I was in a relationship. Yes, but you were mostly singling and mingling. Back, oh my god. Um, it's going to be D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean that even in a foul, in a like a euphemism sense. I, I didn't even I think of it in a euphemism sense. I, just, I, just, I thought it was like an inappropriate World up, War II Yeah, reference. exactly. That's, yeah. We don't pick up on those things until you have to say it. No one you have there. there. And yeah, Mike, you've been through all those phases, but yeah. traveling to Europe... Who you're with, your company is is so Important. different, and yeah, and well, I, that second trip I did that with it was predominantly a friend. His name is Matt. He's from Virginia Beach. He's a firefighter. Enough said. You paint the picture right there. And I mean, going on the trips with him, and like you know, I we did. I've never been a festival person. I love live music, but I did a six day festival on this island in the middle of the Danube in Budapest. Like that's mm-hmm. just. Unlike anything I've ever done, and on top of that, in Budapest, it was just crazy. So could you imagine if the three of us who were friends in high school went, like, right after we graduated? (sighs) But it makes sense for this movie, right? Just, you know. I don't know. Like, again, when you go with your girlfriend, when you go with someone, like, it's a different experience. I feel like when you and I went, Mike... That's the closest. It was the closest, but we were severely inexperienced and just doing whatever you know you ran ran out of money we ran out of money at one point we had no idea how to get to where we were going it's before smartphones were really a thing we had to like print out map quest directions to places we it was look it was fun as hell german German highways are pretty easy so 
Yes, okay. Yeah, downplay that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was tough when... Oh, so many European stories we could tell. They're just yeah. going through my head like a Rolodex. But I say that... That frames the movie for me. Because these are just kind of idiot kids trying their best to get around Europe here. There's a generation... They have a goal. Yes, they do have a goal. There's a generation gap with this movie, though. Uh, you know, when I'm going to record, I kind of try to talk to a couple people. Hey, what do you think of Eurotrip? What do you think of these movies? People around our age oh Eurotrip's awesome Sky doesn't know all this stuff yeah people younger I've never even seen that movie oh that looks so dumb people older oh that's stupid that's one of those like knockoff you know road trip things like that I never saw that and we see these movies sometimes in High School Slumber Party that are really important to like a three or four year grouping of people yeah Yeah. I'll compare to an American Pie sequel not like american wedding i'm talking about like american pie band camp those like straight to dvd sequels that's essentially what this was to a lot of people so i know there are people listening who are like i hate hero trip however it it has nostalgia for me like like the goonies has for some people (laughs) i don't understand how anyone could hate this movie without giving it a fair chance well, this is not everyone's comedy, obviously. <laughs> Dicks flopping around on a beach is not everyone's comedy. Uh, well, I mean, that's like the last thing that comes to mind in Eurotrip. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it is full of European stereotypes, but there is something there. There is something in the production notes. We saved their ass twice. We get it to oh, sail around. <laughs> Whose ass? Europe's. Oh. <laughs> Russia too. Yes. No. It's yeah. Da. Yeah. Da. <laughs> well, once, but regardless. Yeah. This is a movie that, in the production notes, again, you'll find there's a note that was like, "Oh, okay, it makes so much sense." Quickly though, the rated version is on Amazon. I really grew up with the unrated version, so I. I grew rent- with it as well. <laughs> God, it's so bad. I rented the unrated and watched the regular version that's on Prime right now mm-hmm. to compare the differences. So if you're out there, if you hear me talk about something that might have just been in you're like, I don't remember that in the movie, it could be something from the unrated version. But alas, I found a copy of the rated version, uh, the back of the DVD. So I'm gonna read it in case you're for whatever reason not familiar with Eurotrip. It's a crash course in foreign relations as college bound Scotty Thomas and his buddies head to Europe for the ultimate summer vacation party. They're hooking up with hot strangers and jamming all the extreme insanity they can into the wildest trip of their lives. The kids renting this, they're not reading the back of the DVD. They're like, oh, unrated? Okay. Yeah. There was an expectation at the time when high speed internet wasn't where it is today. Like, oh, unrated? I'm a see titties. Like that was, really, that was really why kids rent yeah. things and saw things. And it, truly just that. Ama see tits. <laughs> Road Trip <laughs> set that standard too. One of the, again, this is a weird thing to talk yeah, about. American but, Pie, right? American Pie for yeah, sure. Yeah. They named this Euro Trip after Road Trip. It was not supposed to be a sequel, but it's supposed to make you think of Road Trip. Yeah. And in that, a lot of naked ladies. Naked. Really naked. <laughs> Ruben, you remember Ruben. Uh, <laughs> Amy Smart in that scene, it, it's like a, that was... Top five. Top five. People talk about like a sexual awakening in movies. And for a lot of people, it was um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and mm-hmm. movies like that. But we're a little younger. 
I might have seen Road Trip before American Pie, to be honest with you. I saw them around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. I'm, not gl- I'm trying to glorify this now. I don't watch these movies for this now. But sex in movies was... I think the younger generation is like, oh my god, gross. Or like, why would they do that? There was an expectation. You had to deliver. You didn't get that kind of stuff on the internet. You did, but you, this wasn't dial-up times, but porn was isn't, isn't like it is today. Yeah. You couldn't go on your phone and literally watch hardcore pornography in, what, less than a second? You could get that on your phone? That is not... No, don't <laughs> dial. <laughs> but that is not... And I'm not saying, oh, you know, oh, yay, hardcore pornography. I don't mean it like that, but you would go to the movies or, or yeah, rent a movie. Get your rocks off, yeah. So there was an expectation here. It's going to play a part of what we're talking about today. An R-rated teen movie, and especially then unrated, meant again like you're going to see tits. The strategy was that they would release these movies like Road Trip, like American Pie, that had R ratings in the theater, and they would try to get like you know. People excited about it, like, oh, you want the R rating? You like the R rating? Yeah. We'll go to Blockbuster when it comes out, because we have an unrated edition. Always had, like, the red stamp, like, yeah. unrated. <laughs> so that was the production studio's marketing scheme to try and get, like, these kids to want to get the unrated version. Yes, exactly. Go to the theaters or actually get the DVD. Yeah, even... Oh, I saw Eurotrip, but did you see the unrated, man? Road Trip had the best DVD cover that, like, they have a map covering, like, their naked yeah. bodies. Oh, my God, I still... This unrated DVD is like Michelle Trottenberg taking her bra uh, her top off, which doesn't really happen which in the movie. doesn't happen in the movie and would still be my, no offense, my least... Oh, I like her, but... I like her, too. <laughs> I do want to get into the behind the scenes of this movie because I think there's... like I'm very fascinated by them. So this is directed by a guy named Jeff Schaefer. However, that's only like a DGA director thing. This is written by Alec Berg, Jeff Schaefer, and David Mandel. And... They all directed. They all say, we all, this was our movie. We all sat behind the camera. We all directed this as a team. The Director's Guild of America usually says you can't do that unless you're an official director tandem or a brother team or something like that. So Jeff Schaefer was the one who took the official credit. So all three of these guys, they met, they were young writers on Seinfeld. Young sitcom writers who all became friends. But they were actually friends before that, sorry. They went to Harvard together and kind of got that job together and wanted to branch off into movies and other shows. Jeff Schaefer is mostly known now as the creator of The League, which is awesome. Alec Berg, in addition to the Seinfeld, Seinfeld, he's a producer on Barry and Silicon Valley and shows like that. Mm-hmm. Very successful things. David Mandel, Mandel, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. He's the, he was a showrunner for Veep. So these are all like award-winning comedies that yeah. they would do later. So anyone who wants to shit on the comedy writing in this, these guys, maybe they matured, I don't know, but all three award-winning comedies. I wonder comedies. if they did, so they went to Harvard together? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they did a trip to Europe together. Maybe, you know? You I know? Sh- or, you know, to, from their own experience. I don't know, because a lot of this, again, feels like it's, as a kid, things I thought about Europe just put on screen. Now, this is what I was saying, like, this justifies a lot of the movie to me. Their original working title and what it was purchased under was called Ugly Americans. And at the time, that's what Europeans would call like young American tourists who would go there and just get shit-faced. stimulate their economy, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. Really spiteful of that. No, but you know, go there and just do shitty things in the Vatican Museum or not give a fuck about this, not tip, you know what I mean? 
Well, you saying that they do make them all very stereotypically American. Yeah, just he's in the restaurant with his backwards hat, being really loud. They didn't like, have a true broy guy. Like Coop is like the closest to like what you know. I think he could have been played more broy, but like I think the actor like went in kind of a different yeah. direction there. More than me and Mike, you've done the hostile thing, Kyle. You've been around. You've worn a Hawaiian shirt on hostile tours, and well, whenever I fly, I wear a Hawaiian shirt because it just shows you I'm ready. To play. <laughs> he's, like, he's not lying, guys. <laughs> no, I'm not. I know you're not, but I, I think people. Oh, he's kidding, huh? No, you're no, not kidding. I like to party. <laughs> I'll ask you this quick question. I just want you to answer quickly. All right. Would Mike and I, and maybe some of our other friends, like who've been on the podcast, Dan Kim, Chris, Carol, would be a different kind of trip. I'm not saying that. If they were a fly on the wall Uh and saw your hostile behavior. Oh, the eyes would be rolling. (laughs) You you truly ham it up in Europe, don't you? Yes, you'd just be like, there's a pork? What's going on right now? (laughs) Honey glaze, Virginia. So I'm not saying you're an ugly American because you do respect the tourism. That's one thing about you. You will party hard. But you will go to all the museums. You'll see all the sites. You were so impressed by like my first twenty four hours in Paris. Not even twenty four hours. Like my first like just, I landed in Paris and I made it my bitch. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> right. You did all the sites and partied all night and didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't sleep much on like the flight over because I was just like excited. I think you guys dropped me off at the airport. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes, because we went to that oyster place. Yeah, Brooklyn Oyster. Brooklyn Oyster. Brooklyn Crab. 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 The Ugly American's title, I actually like that because it also makes fun of the travelers as well as the Europeans there. And that version, we're seeing it almost from the perception of them too. But they decided since Road Trip was so successful, what, how many years before that? Well, it was 2001. 2000, let me say. So. Four years. Like four years, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, hey, let's market that. So it'll always be tied to like a cheap a cheap road trip knockoff when really it was supposed to be its own thing. Now, filming locations. I'm not sure if you guys noticed this on your latest watch, but they filmed 90% of the movie in Prague. 95%. Most of the exteriors are green screens. You could really tell when they're in London. And the Vatican. And the Vatican, yes. So the Prague, you've been to Prague. It's beautiful, right? Praha. Um, yes, thank you. Prague <laughs> often stands in for European cities. I think they film, I think they usually film a lot of movies there that want to be in other cities, but this is like, you need to see the sights. So they'll have a Prague street and they'll have the Eiffel Tower in the background. Via... Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a city and, I mean, a, and a country that just really has good tax breaks and stuff, good tax incentives and stuff like that, so... And there, there'd be places where the entire street was green screened, like they would wow. just do it in a studio. It's a lot uh, of work just, for 2004 or 2003 when they were probably making One, it. cheaper, obviously. But two, Kyle, you're right, it is a lot of work. We can relate to this now. They were actually shooting this during the SARS outbreak, and travel was very limited. Not even compared to how limited it was during coronavirus, but they're like, hey, we pretty much got to do everything here, so let's do it. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. It's not like actually a Fromer's guide here. Like, I think it's fine. I think it serves its purpose. Yeah, I mean, I still, I watch it. Not, that doesn't take me, I've been to every place in this movie except for, I guess. Bratislava. That, except for Bratislava and then that little, that little beach. Is that beach town a real place? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm no. I'm going to look it up. I wrote it down before. That was a question. So I'll look that up in the meantime. 
So in terms of the cast, it's another... Fromers, of course it's real. Yeah, get your Fromers, Krenzer <laughs> Mare, let me say. So the lead here, Scotty, whose name I think is immortalized for reasons that we'll talk about later, is actually played by a guy named Scott. Scott Menkowitz. I looked up his IMDb. I hadn't really seen him in much. Had you guys seen him in anything else besides this? No. Not to my... Right? Yeah. Now, Jacob Pitts, I thought I hadn't seen him anywhere, too. He plays Cooper, who I think is like the standout character here. But you said he was in Justified, right? Or one of those yeah, shows? Yeah, so I just Justified? like rewatched Justified recently. And he, it's not a... I mean, he's definitely he's one of the top I don't know, five like mm. leads of the show or whatever. But it wasn't a big show for him. Like he would have a few episodes that had a little arc for him, but it was predominantly uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant and uh, or Mike uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Walton Goggins. I'm not going to get into it today, Mike. But since you don't go on Facebook a lot, I think three years Ever. in a row, <laughs> three years in a row, Nicole's watched this movie called yeah. Catch and Release, <laughs> and I don't know why. And I'm always like, oh my god, this guy looks like Mike, and it's one. Always one of my most commented on and liked Facebook posts. And two, for whatever reason, three years in a row, without even thinking, I posted it at the same time. Yeah, same time of year. Yeah. Like, I remember posting it this year, and then a day later, he's like, do you remember this two years ago? Like, you know how Facebook does that? I'm like, what? I uh, yeah, haven't seen that. I apologize. They both have great smiles. You, you made me watch that, right? It's. I told you to watch it, probably. And Kyle is, Kyle is uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, Chris made that photo. I'll post it on High School Slumber Party social media. I told Chris to make a photo of who was it. You were obviously me, Timothy Oliphant. You, Kyle, were Kevin Smith and Rosen. Right? Oh, Rosen was Rosen. the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you that. <laughs> Just post it on Facebook. Like again, a couple of months ago. But you bring up Timothy Oliphant. People. Some people say you're Tom Cruise. Some people say you're uh, Rob Lowe. So I just wanted to say one thing about Jacob Pitts. At the party scene, which we'll talk about, yeah. the directors had real beer in the kegs. Amazing. And he got trashed. So he's doing most of the scenes completely trashed. Which, okay, that's a choice. <laughs> you mentioned her before. Uh, Michelle Trattenberg is Jenny. Harriet the Spy herself. Buffy. Pete and Pete. This was one of those movies where like, oh, I was a kid star. It was a vehicle. It was a Yeah, yeah like let me yeah. kind of be sexy in it. But I like her. I'm a big fan of her. Oh, she's great in this. And the other lead here is Jamie, played by Travis Wester. He has a <laughs> small role for like a couple, two episodes maybe in Justified. Really? Yeah. Maybe the friends but, still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of cameos here. I'm not going to go through all the cameos now because then we'll just be going through all the scenes, you know. So we'll, we'll touch on some of the cameos here or there. The other person I was going to mention is Jessica Bors. She plays Mika. Almost all German credits, like German TV shows and stuff. Kyle, you're uh, you, have a, you have a face now. Oh, you were a fan? Yes. <laughs> oh goodness, yes. That, that's just uh, everything, everything you want from Germany. So, like I said, we'll, <laughs> God, we'll get into more of these cameos as we talk about scenes. When I told somebody I was doing this movie, they're like, "That's not a high school movie." They just graduate. It's before college. We get one college scene. It qualifies. It's the summer. We're kicking off our summer with this. It's allowed, okay? And again, that's where we begin, right? This high school graduation. I love just everything that's happening in this this opening scene. The fact that you have this... Dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional family. Um, a guy who has a girlfriend in high school who assumes 
that that's going to continue. I mean, I had a girlfriend on graduation. It's tough. It's hard for a relationship to continue um, into college. Road trip is about the same thing, right? But this ends right at (laughs) that moment. And I have to say, okay, one of the big selling points at the time was the fact that... um, She was on Smallville. Kristen Kruick... (laughs) Kristen Kruick was in this movie as Fiona. Like you said, Kyle, yes, she was from Smallville. Smallville was blowing up at the time. It was huge. Dow, our good friend Dow, had such a crush on this girl. Yeah. Somebody save me. That was Dow singing to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she breaks up with him, I just think this is hilarious. Like She's just like, I'm sick. I'm sick of us cheating on each other. He's like, I'm not cheating on you. <laughs> He's like, the brother's filming. We'll, the brother, we'll... yeah. The little shit. Little classic high school. ginger. Classic high school trope. Like, annoying younger brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the plot really, really kicks in at the party. But before that, he's got this German pin pal who he thinks is Mike. And there's this dorky picture of, like, some dorky German guy and this hawker. And he thinks he's talking to Mike. And I think it's Cooper who's like, oh, he probably, you know, wants to sleep with you. And it did remind me of those earlier days of the internet where... You didn't know who you were talking to. Yeah, all the all the men wanted to sleep with you. <laughs> they still do, Kyle. <laughs> but of course, the inciting incident here is that he emails his German pen pal, who re- he really likes, but he's like, "Oh my god!" Because he gets drunk at the party. He gets drunk yeah. at the party and eventually emails a German pen pal. Pen pal, who's like, "What did he say? Like, oh, don't don't touch my genitals, whatever, something like yeah, that." Yeah, you sick fuck. Yeah, you sick fuck. Whatever, yeah. Which he thinks it's a guy, it's a girl. That's what Eurotrip's about. Whatever. Let's talk about this party. Yes, it's a wild party, but there are two things here that I know you guys want to talk about. Let's start with the less raunchy. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. If anyone remembers something from this movie, when you say Eurotrip, they say Scotty doesn't know. Scotty it's because, you know what, like right at the same time, you also have a great song that came out called Stacy's Mom. Stacy's Mom. So it's just like that perfect realm. And there's music from the band Jet in this movie. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Don't worry, Kyle. But like just that realm of music that's that like kind of no, even though this is post 9-11, never forget. This <laughs> Didn't is think like, go there. Yeah, but like this is, this is like happy rock. And it's just like, you know. It's a good fucking song. For yeah. everyone except Scotty. He even digs it at the end. Yeah, he sings along. But it's look, it is hilarious. Cooper says it best. It's got a catchy tune. It's It's... hilarious. But you know, they do a lot of these songs for movies. They never expected this song to just take off by this. It was done by a band called Lustra, and lead singer Matt Damon. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there, Mike. Don't worry. (laughs) But I remember this being on so many's burnt, so many people's burnt CDs when they first got their car. Like Rose in in his car. Like, I had it in my car. You know what I mean. Like, and you could just you would just play this song normally. Scotty doesn't know. Classic. One of the great film songs of all time. But Mike, you said it. Another reason that this song is so popular because Matt Damon cameoed as the lead singer. In this. Hey, listen up, everybody. Got a little special thing I'd like to do tonight. We'll play a little song for you about the nastiest, freakiest little sex puppet I know, Fiona. This one's for you, baby. Happy anniversary. (laughs) 
Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. Oh. This is before Matt Damon was being like Loki in Marvel movies. Like cameoing as that. Mm-hmm. This is like when Matt Damon was a freaking serious actor, or considered that. He was Jason Bourne. This is when he was like not re- reinventing himself, but like everyone was becoming a fan of his because he kind of had conquered like different genres. So Kyle, he was literally shooting Bourne in Prague. Oh, that's this is before. Yeah, so that's maybe it was a sequel or something. I don't know because okay. they did those sequels fast. But yeah. I know he was shooting a Bourne movie in Prague. And th- this has been considered... It's a top five cameo of all time. That's what people have said. And this movie is on no one's top list. But this was so shocking at the time. To the point where many people who saw it in the theater, or even on DVD, were like... Questioned whether it yeah. was him? Is that Matt Damon? That's not Matt Damon. He's got that guy's got a neck head. tattoo. Yeah, he's, he's got a shaved head. Does he have a, even a chin stud? I think he has like a little soul patch yeah, or something. Little, yeah. yeah, He has a neck tattoo, right? Yeah. 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 So he actually went to college with the writers. He went to Harvard with them. Oh, wow. Harvard. And they called him a solid. They're like, listen, you know, we're shooting this. They even <laughs> shot that in Prague, which is that's, hilarious. That's some college bros for you. <laughs> and they're like, hey, listen. This would be really We're fun. doing this scene. Yeah. You, it's going to be really fun. You want to do it. We know you're in Prague. We know you're stuck here. We're stuck here. Let's do it. Amazing. And he's like, yeah, why the fuck not? And that's like when you first see that Matt Damon is actually a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And he had a blast doing it. Uh, and of course, he's he, not singing yet. He, yeah, it's not him singing. Like I said, Lustra is the pre- people who sing it. But in the movie, he's the one, of course, who's doing Scott's ex girlfriend. And the way she's like grinding on him on the stage. And he's. This is not one of those cameos where you just mail it in. Yeah. No, he was. He is into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did it on his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the song, when you listen, and I know every lyric to that song because of how many times I played it in that era. But like when you think of the entire song, like it's a three-way call and he knows nothing. Like you know, she's on her knees and and I'm not stopping. Like, oh. <laughs> like you, you see Scotty's face too. All this yeah, is, like, Mike, I feel like you've been there. No, Back in the van, he's still thrust in. Thanks, Matt Damon. <laughs> and it actually charted on the Billboard Hot 100. It really Fantastic. surprised everyone. So, so awesome. This is what I was going to say before. This is a movie that throws a lot at the wall and sees what's going to stick. And that's how comedies used to be. They weren't like, let's make a coherent yeah. script from A to B. It was... Let's write down some funny ideas and kind of put them together. Yeah, I'm not trying this. to jump way ahead in the movie, but I know it's not something important. So I know, like, I'll just bring it up now. Like, that's also what they're trying to do with that absinthe fairy. Like, they're like, that yes. maybe could become the thing of the movie. And we talked about this. They'll have a I. little absinthe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You and I, Kyle, have talked about this and Bruce We're Almighty. About this movie. <laughs> Bruce Almighty. Which I like that movie. I'm sure you like the movie. Whatever. Yeah. But, Good. Good. Yeah. Bruce Almighty threw in a bunch of those catchphrases. Cause one other thing, guys. This was the era where we bought DVDs, and I know at least you and I, Kyle, watched every special feature and every extra of these DVDs. Yeah. So I only know this because Something I watched I wish streaming services included. Yeah, me too. So I only know this because I watched the Bruce Almighty extras. But they put in so many catchphrases in Bruce Almighty that like it, they didn't take off, but they wanted them to because like the mass catchphrases would take off. Yeah, you were hoping, yeah. Like, I mean, Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey movies were just so quotable and everything like that. So. 
Exactly. So they throw a lot of stuff at the wall here. Hope it sticks. And I don't know if what sticks is what they thought. Like, Scotty doesn't know. Amazing. And people still talk about that today. People know that song and don't know the movie. (laughs) This is crazy. The other thing in this party scene is Cooper's little adventure to the neighbor's hot tubs. Now, this is a huge difference between the rated and unrated versions. In the rated version, again, this is so of the era. Again, you want the titties. This is where you see them. In the rated version, he shows up and there's some girls in, in a hot tub in bikinis. In the unrated version, they're already topless and there's multiple of them. <laughs> Should have sprung that three ninety nine, Kyle, huh? I have it on DVD at my parents. A little nostalgia, I'll go back, watch yeah, it just do, do, you know, do the whole process there. <laughs> so I laughed out loud at the unrated version. So this was my process. I watched the regular version. And, like I said, in that, she has a bikini top, the girl, in the hot tub. She takes it off, and she's like, oh, you have something on you. And she, you know, there's nipple rubbing, you know, yeah. you see some boobs. What is it? <laughs> in the unrated version, you just see them topless. Yeah. And Cooper literally from the bush goes, well, there goes our R rating. And it was hilarious. That's awesome. It was hilarious because that's why I was literally watching. Not because of that. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm trying to look for the differences for the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I looked into it a little bit more. They purposely shot a bunch more nakedness, especially in this scene, purposely for the DVD. Some unrated versions you get like, oh, we had to pare it down for the theater. No, they shot alternate scenes for D- this movie. DVDs at the time were like 50% of like where you made your money. Especially in a movie like this. Yeah. And that's smart on the production end of things, right? It's yeah, just, I liked it. You can just piecemeal <laughs> these scenes in or out depending on... Whether you're going to put it in theater or yeah, what you want exactly. to rating. I think it's progressive. It's just showing a couple of young ladies really comfortable with their bodies just hanging out. <laughs> Did you want to talk Jet? Because you mentioned it before how there's a Jet song featured a couple times in this. You and I were just talking about this. And Mike, I'm sure we've talked about this. That Jet album, Get Born. Oh, yeah. Great record. That is in the same <laughs> as... That's in the same category as what I was saying, like... For people born in like a four-year span, yeah. it's just like iconic of that era. Jet, yeah, Jet yeah. Gatborn's iconic for everyone else. What, like, what the fuck is this? You want to get in your car, roll down the windows, Cold hard and, bitch, and just Tim blast. Timothy, What's the song in this have one? You uh, said, "Are you gonna be my girl?" Right? Oh, it's that one, or it's that? I thought it was one. Like, yeah, I'm waiting. Oh yeah, no, it's very, very, uh, very Iggy Pop esque. Yeah, right? that lust Jet Gatborn, lust, lust for life. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. That Jet Get Porn album. Let's you know, let's just give a little shout out to Jet right now. A little toast. Let's raise our beers to Jet. Cheers, cheers. They cheers. never really did anything else after that, but <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know just Jet, like a lot of actors in this movie. True. <laughs> Everybody's come across a cold hard bitch. You can guarantee that. At least once in your life. If you know, you know. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> cold hard bitch. Something I wrote down that I thought was funny. It's like, this town teaches a lot of German. Not successfully, clearly. <laughs> Is it the Midwest? Oh, it's in Ohio. It's in Ohio, so Ohio, maybe, yeah, right? Yeah, like we, yeah. Spanish was really the language they taught a lot in our schools, but yeah, well, Italian... I, both of you have some, you know, Puerto Rican, Dominican, so understandably. Understandably, but it wasn't because Midwest, of that. It was, Midwest, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was because, like, you know, Spanish is like the second most spoken language here, but yes. Italian was a language a lot of people took because there was a lot of Italians in our did we even have German? We didn't by the time we got there, yeah. but a couple years before that they did. No, we had Spanish, French, Italian, uh, Japanese, and Latin. 
So once he finds out, obviously, Mika's the hot German girl, um, he decides to go to Europe. Yeah, she blocked him, so he can't email her. He decides to go to Europe, professes love. You know, whatever. Cooper's going to go with him. We just need to get them to Europe. One of the relics here was something that was active when this movie was made, but I don't think you could do anymore. Is that that courier thing? Oh, I looked into that when I was when I was start traveling. <laughs> Europe What's probably that? ruined it. Where it's like you could get a cheap flight to Europe if you agreed to carry a package. Oh, okay. I don't even know if that was post nine eleven. I think they, that's what I was gonna say. I felt like I, I think mean, they this, got again, this that, movie yeah. was post nine eleven, but I feel like that really ruined it. I think yeah, that wasn't a thing. So they get cheap Europe, European flights for this courier thing. It doesn't really pay off. It's not like the package is anything. It's not like a. You know, yeah. a red herring in the film. And it's great that the uh, there's some great ongoing jokes or lines, but one of the best is Coop and his summer internship. Yes, yeah, so, so there's oh, three yeah. Cooper things yeah. that I'll bring up because of this. Oh, that, yeah, we did that, that remind me. Well, you did in the beginning of the show. First, yeah, this wasn't where I parked my car. That's like the throw something at the wall, see if that line becomes a thing. It didn't, but it's still I still funny. say it. <laughs> so whenever he's in a situation that he doesn't think he should be in, he says, this wasn't where I parked my car. Two... Cooper's summer internship, like you said, mm-hmm. where he keeps just pretending he's there. And it's Jennings, where, right? Yeah, it's with yeah. the law firm. It works. It works. <laughs> and three is what you see here at this counter. Cooper's bullshitting of, like, how small Europe is. He's like, oh, you could practically walk to, yeah. you know, from London. And to... that's why France and Germany have always been allies. Yeah, that was... <laughs> allies. Allies. <laughs> what does that guy's shirt say you caught him before? It's like... Kill someone or something. (laughs) Yeah, he says Paris is a suburb of Berlin. (laughs) Long story short, they have to fly to London first Mm -hmm. because that's just where they get the cheap tickets. Lufthansa. I don't know if you guys noticed the Lufthansa flight. Very accurate Lufthansa. Oh, they flew Lufthansa in that? Yeah. I flew that. As they're traveling Europe, I want to get into this now. The German cutaways always have made me laugh. When he's imagining what she's doing there. Yeah, it's like nightmares. And, yeah. yeah, the first one is with that, like, Mike, you look angry. Well, the guy that he's <laughs> fantasizing this nightmare of Mika being with does not look anything like her brother or whoever that guy is in the picture. No, I don't think he's supposed to be the cousin. I don't think he's supposed to be the cousin. Yeah. I think he's supposed to be like a German stereotype. Yeah, German oh. stereotype because he even has. A I thought it was supposed hair. to be the guy in the picture. No, because that guy's their cousin, so I don't Got think it. they would imply. Well, yeah, that, well, I mean, hey, there's some weird brother sister stuff going on in this movie, so <laughs> that is true. Knows. That is true. But but yeah, so they have this uber German guy, and, he, and she's like, <laughs> "I was saving myself for him," and he's like, "Why don't you, you know, use?" Yeah, it's like yeah, just like the hulking <laughs> German. He's an action star, essentially. Yeah, like you think again. I mean, this is coming from like ever since like Schwarzenegger. And it's like Dolph Lundgren. Like, yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, just like and you just think yeah, that taking your girl, but like off having her the feet. glasses on, so he's kind of like a little. He's by the computer, but it's like <laughs> maybe it's always been right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Has that so line good. ever worked for you? Uh, I don't think you've ever been that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the one cutaway, but uh, let's talk about that other cutaway. Yeah, what's the other one? It's, it's the... Do. the do. Oh, the where, Hasselhoff? Yeah, where Scott comes in. Oh, nice. Again, she's like, Scott, I was saving myself. It's yeah. something along similar lines. And she's in like the nighty thing, and he's like, and they, you know, they have a passionate scene, but there's the David Hasselhoff bubble. <laughs> do. <laughs> Do, 
Bushley. I don't know. Yeah. That's being German. But that to me again, American stereotypes. When we we don't need to talk about the au pairs now. That'll take us forever. But when we met those German au pairs here. Mm-hmm. I brought the David Hasselhoff up. I would bring things like that up because that's what we knew of Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Better than bringing WWE. That was America's too. ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that popular in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you Americans think David Hasselhoff is so popular in Germany. It was also great because in that au pair group, there was, they were kind of like all from like all different regions, had different like accents and even... We'll tell the au pair story on another podcast yeah. another day. You know, we might get into some of it. First is There's London. There's the rated and unrated version. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have been to London, Kyle. They don't really do much in London. The big thing in London is the Vinnie soccer. Jones, yeah. 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 Vinnie Jones, the soccer hooligan bar. That's another thing at the time. Soccer hooligans were like big in the media. My baby yeah. takes the morning train. Yes, ask oh. for, yeah. Classic. Ask for the Manchester United song. They sang that. I, even at the time, never understood it. They're Manchester United fans in London. Yeah. Let's say they move there from Manchester. I'm not even saying that. Yeah. But they get drunk. They wake up. They're on a, a bus. One of those, again, cliche, yeah. double-decker London like, London buses. Buses, yeah. To Paris. And they say that Manchester United is playing France. Mm-hmm. Just, Manchester United is like a club team. Yeah. You know, it's not a country and they're just playing in France. And, and they randomly get yeah. there. There's a guy in like the French jersey. Right. <laughs> Let's beat him up. I, I love Vinnie Jones. fucking frogs. Like, yeah. you know, He's like, yeah. I think all the Europeans should be at the table together. Yeah. Except for the fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, frogs. Oh, man. I love how calm Cooper is on that bus ride. When Scotty's freaking out. Like, <laughs> we're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Cooper's like. It's, yeah, exactly. It's Again, fine, that man. line is practically a suburb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the next big moment I have in my notes is well, the fact that they all meet each other. Yeah, the twins are in Paris. Yeah, they meet the twins yeah. in Paris. And if we haven't really talked about the twins, it's Michelle Trottenberg and the other guy, and they're just yeah, Jamie the, and Jenny. Yeah, Jenny is just the big gag on Jenny is that Cooper treats her like a guy, and she's like, "I'm a girl." Like, yeah. <laughs> that sounds so stupid if you haven't seen the movie, but. That's really what it is. And then Jamie, he's Mr. Fromers. He's got his Fromers guide. He pulls out. He has his Leica camera. And he's there to see the sights. I get the it. The history, the culture. Yeah, yeah. like that's not lame, but they portray it as pretty lame. <laughs> the big moment I think everyone remembers from France is the robot fight. Oh, yeah. Error, error. <laughs> this was a big thing. For Americans thinking about Europeans, like these street performers. Yeah. The robot fight is something I think they featured in the trailer. I remember that, like, right? Like, from the commercial. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's a robot performer on the line to the loop. Another thing that's, like, a stereotype, like, how the lines are so long. I mean, it's true for a lot of things, but the line there is so exaggerated. I cut the line of the loop. I'm not surprised. I was an ugly American. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the robot fight? Uh, It's funny but it's i don't know they yeah they really don't do much else in 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 paris they don't do much else in any city that's what's funny about this movie it's not like a sightseeing thing because they all shot in probably yeah that's true yeah (laughs) i mean like the most yeah like but i'm just saying like okay that is like a stereotype the street performers or whatever and they are like in the line of the louvre but at least once they get to amsterdam and like the True, true much more like of the culture stereotypes or just of the you know 
sights to see or experiences to have, meaning pot brownies and you know the red light district well, and that kind we'll of stuff. We'll get there. Yeah. But um, we do not sell hush brownies. <laughs> we'll get there. Jeez. There's a structure to this. But, we are still in Paris because there's one thing I do want to mention about Paris. There is almost a forgotten foodie scene. There is a foodie scene. They go to that restaurant, right? They eat and they plan their trip. Yeah. In the unrated version, it's much longer. Oh, okay. Do they skip their tab in the in this version or no? They, it's purely they're just discussing. For the map, right? Yeah, yeah, for the map, which is great. That's something I wrote down. I love. Yeah, that. that food map is great. Yeah. I love that image. However, in the extended edition and in a deleted scene, it's a much bigger scene, and there's like a snotty French waiter. Mm-hmm. It's actually a long sequence, especially the deleted scene. They skip out on the bill because they can't pay it, and he's like, "Oh, American." And he has flashbacks of all famous Americans in Paris, including Jim Morrison skipping out on their tab. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is it the same actor that played Jim Morrison in Wayne's World 2? No, it's Adam Kilmer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I want to mention in Paris. But I, if you feel like I'm just kind of plowing along saying things, I do want to get to this next scene. Well, I guess she meets Christophe at the train station, but we'll get to Christophe later. But on the train... And I didn't realize this was Fred Armisen until many years later. Uh, me neither. I, not till you guys pointed it out. I See, I like, the it. first time I... Because he kind of joined SNL right around then. A little bit after. Yeah. This is one of his first roles. I just remember seeing him on SNL and being like, that's the, guy, that's, the, that's the train guy. You know when I recognized that he might be the train guy? Anchorman, when he's like the Spanish club Yeah. Owner. Mr. Burgundy. You eat the capo. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Fred Armisen is the Italian Muscuzzi yeah. guy. I love this scene. It's hilarious. It's just playing <laughs> hot stuff. This is just a greasy, like, <laughs> horny Italian. So he goes into That's the... what they're playing it as. Yeah, so wait, I got a good fact for that. They go into this cabin and... Oh, he... They're in a train cabin, and Fred Armisen, as this Italian guy with this mustache, goes in, and every time there's a tunnel, he starts touching one of the guys a little bit more. Yeah, maybe just on the thigh first, then like a massage, and just like getting really into it, like he's, you know, making some this pasta. This comedy gold. <laughs> what, what the hell are you doing? Oh, mi scusi, mi scusi. Uh, no, 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 What? Big tunnel. They're building the anticipation because it's like the tunnels, right? As the tunnels yeah. are coming in, it's like, oh shit, big tunnel, big tunnel, long tunnel, and then just <laughs> that close up, just that head. <laughs> tight shot on Fred Armisen and just looking so satanic like like this, this you know just a guy that knows how to use his face yeah well, for sure um, and, and and when they're out of the tunnel he's got the cigarette in his mouth and he's yeah. not wearing pants and he's got one of those called the straps that like make sure to hold your socks up you know yeah not just stirrups very, but like, yeah, yeah whatever yeah <laughs> so this movie also debuted in Europe but for every European country if it was going to be offensive to them they would change something in it. In Italy, this guy was Spanish. <laughs> he was from Spain because they didn't want to offend them. Hilarious. 
hilarious. That's hilarious. What is it? What is it? It's a miscuzi. What would it be? Lo siento. Lo siento. Lo siento. Yeah, you see, I exactly. That's hilarious. And then he comes back, miscuzi guy. The, yeah, he the, does. Euro, the European pettiness. <laughs> oh, man. On the way to the New Beach Town, they see him, and on the way back, they see him briefly again. Okay. But we'll talk about that. They have to make a stop off in like some seaside French town. Is it a real town? I, I couldn't. I found a place in uh, in the uh, south of France named that. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Regardless, it's like a seaside French town. Grand and, and the kicker here is that. The dude's reading Fromers, yeah. and they said that there's a nude, nude beach, but he wants to visit this statue. They're like, fuck it. Let's go to this nude beach. And this scene, when they shot it, they were not supposed to show all the penises. They were actually going to do, an, according to IMDb trivia, like an Austin Powers-like gag of like everything being blocked by something, you know? Oh, okay. Then they're just like, fuck it. Let's just show the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, they get on the beach. Progressive move. Right? There's no women. It's all men, and they're all, all really disappointed. The actor who played Cooper, he he actually got naked. Yeah, and he refused to not refuse not in a scary stop doing Just that. Didn't way. put his bathing suit. Yeah, he didn't put his bathing suit on to keep the cast laughing during this scene. A lot of penises here. Mikey said this was your favorite part of the film. Yep, okay. hands down. <laughs> this hands I, down. I mean, <laughs> I when when I think movie dicks, I think of like this scene, and it's all it's all um, comedies. Then walk hard. And there's a specific scene like every John C. Riley like is partying in a hotel room and he's on the phone and just like some guy's like, You want coffee? And he's like, Yeah, and then then follows up with the line, like, what do you want in it? But steps into frame and like the dick is right next to John C. Riley's like face on the he's sitting on the floor. And then I think of one of our favorite movies, Wanderlust. And oh, Wanderlust. There's a great like at the end, uh, there's a the car crashes through and it's a nudist wine like retreat yeah, thing yeah. and they all start running. So that's men and women. I'm just thinking running sizes. running dicks though as well. And the, you know what I think of? This is what I thought you were going to say. Great si- for a band. Sideways. When he goes, oh, yeah. MC yeah. Ganey is the actor when he yeah. goes to like take that person's wallet and the guy starts running out yeah. chasing him. Yep. <laughs> but basically here Michelle Trottenberg is going to take her clothes off. Why in front of her brother? I don't know. They're the worst twins ever. That's why, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> but they block her, and they learn that if they read Fromers, that if they, for the summer, that the nudist women go to that statue that they wanted to see the whole yeah, time. I love the music. It's like... Yeah. And that's where you see more naked ladies. This is a movie, though, like we said, of bits. And this was all like, let's do a nude beach bit. Let's build around it, you know? Yeah. Next on the train. Next, next. Hey, we got one in Jersey. No big deal. <laughs> Unless you're on the beach. <laughs> Next is Amsterdam on the trip. That's just where the next train connection is. They get to Amsterdam, and I love the Amsterdam scenes. And I'm going to say this right now. I think the first half of the movie is better than the second half of the movie. I think the two last cities are a little bit weak in my mind in terms of laugh. I think they go too much into the slapstick vein. Look, it's all slapstick, right? But I, I think Amsterdam, to me, is the peak of their adventure. Okay. I mean, Bratislava is pretty cool. Bratislava, okay, so, sorry. Bratislava, I count in this half. Okay, yeah. So, oh, so that being Berlin and then Rome. Berlin and then Rome, yeah. to me, are the weakest parts of the movie in terms of the traveling like that. 
But before we get to Bratislava, we get to Amsterdam, and we have three separate stories here yeah. in Amsterdam. Yes, this is their empire strikes back. Their the, our <laughs> heroes are separated. I have to say though, their original idea that was not approved is one of the most fucked up ideas I ever heard. Oh boy! So Club Vondersax is actually either a reshoot or something that they later put in. The original idea was to have a sex scene in Anne Frank's house. Oh, I read that, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anne Frank's house, definitely go to... When you go to Amsterdam, definitely visit it. Very yeah. moving. Yes. Don't fucking have a sex scene there. I'm glad that the studio told them not to do that. How the hell did they write that? Uh, let me see. In the scene that was never filmed, Cooper finds a secret room in Anne Frank's house, and it is a sex club in there. <laughs> I, I can, once I, he once he discovers a small room, I don't know if it's an actual sex club, but it says once he discovers a small room with a small bed, he decides to get naked and wait for a sex worker. Oh, maybe he doesn't know it's Anne Frank's house, and he thinks it's a sex club. A little bit better, but but still, a tour group finds himself exposed in there. Oh my god! The scene also had Cooper reaching for a small mannequin, modeled after Anne Frank. Oh. Producers of Eurotrip, writers of Eurotrip, if you're if you die and go to hell, that's just why. Thinking that's of this why? scene, <laughs> that's why. That's a fucked up scene. Yeah, it was scrapped. Thank God, and we get Vondersex. So the whole time, Cooper is, you know, saying he wants some crazy European sex. Yeah, because America was founded by uh, prudes. prudes. Yeah. It's not. It's not untrue. It's, it's not Puritans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people wanted religious freedom, and the religious freedom they wanted was a more conservative religion than what they came from. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so Club Vondersex is just basically a sex club in Amsterdam that really appeals to tourists. There's a flyer, which is great, that says you get a free t-shirt. Kyle, you've which been Americans to... love free t-shirts. Americans love free t-shirts. You love free t-shirts. Kyle, you've been to Amsterdam. Have you had a, have you had a Vondersex like experience not like how it turns for the worst but what he wants yeah did you have a safe word um no i, I don't, I don't <laughs> how does that work i don't need to be safe what you went to a club, district you went to a club vondersex um you will no okay so i did two different things i did the <laughs> typical red light where they're just like in the doors or in the windows so actually the first okay so the first time i was in amsterdam Wait, are, are you okay with keeping this yes 100 percent. yeah so first time i was in amsterdam Number one, I thought you could smoke anywhere. Not true. You have to smoke at like the cafes. Okay. Most of them are like called like coffee shops or whatever. I wish that was the rule here. Um, and so like I bought like a bowl and I you know, bought some pot and I'm just walking around like, you know, like. And number, I'm Ugly American. Saying, I'm, yes. Ugly American. And the people are like, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I just thought it was legal. Like you can smoke. If I hear something's legal, I think of it like. Cigarettes, it's legal. You can smoke it anywhere. Um, not true. And also, by the way, I'm staying at a Christian hostel in the red light district. That's a little bit. Oh, late. can we stop right there? So yeah. you're staying at a Christian hostel. You're but when it's weed a cri- in the street, but when it's a, for but sex. it's a Christian hostel. But the only you can drink in the hostel. They don't want you to smoke in the hostel. Okay. And so there was and there was also people fucking in the hostel. But anyway, um, so making children. I just yeah. the Christian way. Yes, um, missionary. So I'm walking around and I'm. I'm a one-hit wonder, so I'm stoned. And when I got there, it was the daytime, which they're really, like, C-Squad. I did not realize you did this during the daytime. Okay. Yeah, so he's, like, 
like the lower, you know, are around during the daytime. So then, like, but by the time, like, I'm getting back to the hostel, wherever it's getting darker out, you know, you're just like walking and you just feel like someone's watching you. And I just turn around and there's like a woman at like the window trying to like entice me. <laughs> like, I jumped. Slurry you But yeah, no, that's, that's, so in those, they just like, they, they go like that. And if you walk towards the door, they open it up and you just, you know, how much and for, for what? They constitute a hand job as, as sex, so you have to be specific. Like, no, I want, you know, this kind of sex. And then the other one was more like, um, you know, Man on the Moon when he goes in and he's just like, there's a row of ladies. Or like a Rush Hour Two. Yeah, Rush Hour Two. Okay. There's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was more like, you know, like I found that one. You so, know? so you went. So one was just like a red light district, like a private entrepreneur. Yeah, and the other one was like a club, laundry sex. Yeah. So why was it? How was it different than the movie? I d- it didn't get like into this whole. But the beginning clear... was, like, you walked in and there was ladies, like a bevy of ladies. I've yeah, never been and, in then, and then like what he thought, like you know, like the, yeah, you were gonna like go in there and then like I mean, it wasn't anything tied down. Or what did what What did you pick based on? Um, Personality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I had a half hour conversation with ten women. So it was... see, I would. <laughs> I would. No, I just by purely just like what I was like really into. What were you at into moment. at that moment? She was. Uh, what was her name? Blonde. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She was, you know, blonde, blue eyes. I mean, most of the women there, like most of the sex workers, aren't Dutch. They're like, you know, like Russian or Ukrainian or uh, you know something, you know, out east. So you didn't have the von der Sex experience. It wasn't the not the rough, no, like dildo jackhammer. It's <laughs> definitely where I parked my car. Hello there. Welcome to Club Vondersex, Amsterdam's most erotic club, where your every fantasy will be fulfilled. Also says I get a free t-shirt with flyer. He was American. I said for you to grow up in a country that was founded by priests. A country overrun with crime and illiteracy. A country where a man is forced to make sex to only one woman at a time, and one must learn the woman's name beforehand. It was horrible. <laughs> I know. But you can come with me and let the thunder sex begin. If at any time the ecstasy gets too great, you would just use the safe word. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. Yeah, right, stop, all right. We're going to start slowly, teasing you as a little light okay. erotic oh. foreplay. Wee! <laughs> oh, oh, yes, ladies. On, on, thunder sex! No. That's hilarious, because, like, he's going, and he, you know, he, he's thinking he's just going to have a like good time. Like the trident dildo jackhammer. I, I love how she, uh, by the way, I, I keep saying she, it's Lucy Lawless plays this. Yes, also, yes, I was so fucking pissed off <laughs> as a teen that sh- I didn't get to see her naked. Tits. Oh. But, then Spar- <laughs> but then Spartacus happened. Thank you, creators of Spartacus. That I eventually oh, she's naked in that? Yes. Lucy Lawless, amazing cameo here, great cameo, but... 
she goes up to Cooper and she's like, oh, you're American because he asked for the T-shirts. And, and she feeds into everything. He says, like, oh, you know, you're from a repressed culture. Yeah. We're going to do something nice for you, whatever. They give him the safe word. And it's like, he doesn't see it yet, right? No. You know, no. He's like, I'm not going to do this. And he puts it in his pocket. Then when shit starts. Yeah, they strap him in on a table and things get crazy. I bring it up, too, because the guys are named Hans and Gruber. <laughs> which the, the producer did admit it's an allusion to Die Hard. But yeah, it's like a crazy long like. Yeah, so he has a safe word, and it's like a long like yeah. all the European letters we yeah. don't understand, like the Why O with the two dots Finnegan, over it, yeah, exactly. that double S yeah. thing, the yeah. F lot. Yeah. <laughs> and when he says a word, they're like, or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, you sure? Yeah. Okay, and it's like that's the chainsaw machine. But that's great. The two other stories quickly are the the Ash Brownie part. Jenny and Scotty go off just to get high and try to find a, a cafe. Mm-hmm. And they go to this cafe. They're playing reggae music. They order some brownies. And they think they're getting high. But turns out there's no ash in the brownies. Yeah. Which I, I always found that scene hilarious, too. Because the stuff he's saying, like, the girls never came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and that that definitely plays towards the ugly American exactly. part. Yeah, like oh, I'm gonna get high here. I remember going to Amsterdam and great city, by the way. Besides, beautiful city. Yeah. I think it gets a bad reputation because of that. I think a, a lot of people who just aren't into like you know having sex with prostitutes and getting really really high, they're yeah. like, oh, it's like a dirty Las Vegas yeah. thing. No, it's a beautiful Fantastic city. Fantastic seafood. I love the the, the meats the, are the, good. The herring stands. Indonesian food is really good there. Yeah. Um, a lot of great food yeah, there. A lot of huge Indonesian population. But, like, you know, I'd be walking around just doing my own thing, and you'd see this, like, 19 year old, like, high out of his mind, just walking like a zombie. And, you know, you're like, that's what it comes from, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it is playing into it, too, like what these guys are doing. Like, you want to fucking get a crazy time in Amsterdam if you're someone like that. So, <laughs> I, I think the scene is funny, especially the guy at the end. Like, it's not Ash Brownies. These are not. Ash brownies. <laughs> also, too, put were, your pants back on, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> they were being stereotypical, assuming the Jamaican person just never regular bakery shop. Yeah, yeah. And it's then the, unused, the third thing here is uh, the third thing here is Jamie getting his camera, his Leica repaired on that. <laughs> you like unrated, that unrated version? Do we see anything? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just she's very much more fellationing him in the unrated version. Like you don't see that, but like, well, not see that. This is a kids. <laughs> Fair, fair. There's like there's suction sounds. Or no, what was the other one with the? Uh, oh, clip? with her, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's more. There, there's suction sounds. There's like suction sounds, and you um, you like this guy. You like the guy who's a uh, who robs him at the Dietrich sign? Bader. Right? Dietrich Bader he's, from he's Drew Carey Show. Yeah, he's so good. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's just doing like uh like yeah. <laughs> it's because he has like a European so, name. The, this is the this is the great like this is moments that I love. In filmmaking, like he got flown out to Prague. I guess so. Amazing for like that is not even that's not a day. No, a day shoot is probably the whole the in inside there and then outside at you know is a is a day shoot. When I first saw this movie, I assumed and for years I assumed that she set him up like that. This was like you know that says a lot yeah. about you. I guess. But watching it today, I'm like, oh, wait, she didn't set him up because she's still like doing it while they're... Maybe she got a cut, but she was playing along well. Yeah, so the pretty girl at the photography stand we're talking about. Yeah. I love, again, when they all meet 
to get like uh, to hitchhike to Berlin, and Cooper's walking like a little askew, you know. Oh, and also <laughs> with the Vondersex T-shirt, which is a classic T-shirt. Yes, and I love something that Scotty says a couple times. Movies like, "I'm never drinking again," yeah, which that's we can all yes relate to. We can all relate to that for Kyle, sure. Kyle, do you that... have the Vondersex T-shirt? No, and that is a, that would be a prized <laughs> possession. I, I know Brian wants one really bad. So. You, you should wait. Like you got to earn one. <laughs> if, no, thank you. If you were, could, were to go out wearing that. You and a girl says, like, hi, oh my god, Club Vondersex. That's like... Uh, like You have an instant connection where yes. you could, like, build something. Oh, you like Eurotrip 2? Does does Vondersex mean, like, wonderful sex? I imagine, yeah. right? Like, it's so... I'm uh, guessing. It's, yeah, it's like that, like, multiple colors, like the... Whatever that's <laughs> it's a great Wonderful shirt. sex? Yeah. Vondersex? Vondersex? So, yeah, so if Amsterdam isn't the peak of the movie to me, maybe it is Bratislava. It's that truck driver... Who, who they hitchhike with. I, mean, I speak bad German. Yeah. <laughs> that they, must be the most beautiful city they visit. What, Bratislava? Oh, I think you were serious. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But in this movie, they depict Eastern Europe as just like post-Soviet nightmare, you know? Yeah, yeah. which... I don't know. I didn't visit there, it at the time. There's slums in every city. I know, but I mean, like, I I live in Jersey City now. I know, like, 15 years ago, no one really wanted to live here, you know? Fair. Well, I don't know. Movie I'm, just, stereotypes I'm just Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, it's only... When did the Berlin Wall come down? 89? <laughs> yeah, it's only 20 years after. In 2000... 15 years later. Oh, 15, sorry. No. Yeah. I don't know. Bratislava, I've heard it's a beautiful city, regardless. It is? Like, it actually is? Well, yeah, yeah. because, I mean... Oh, they make they paint it. Yes, because they're showing like a crappy project in a bad part. Of, regardless, the depiction is hilarious. Yeah, it's like a dog with a severed hand. Yeah, you know? a girl <laughs> peeing into a can. Yes, and they wind they wind the oh, slop bucket. <laughs> slop bucket. They wind up there because the truck driver is like high and drunk, essentially. Yeah, and and. They think he's going to Berlin, but he's like, I'm going in, in yeah. German. I'm going nowhere near Berlin. You know? I stabbed a woman in Berlin. I sexually assaulted a horse in Berlin. <laughs> and they're dropped off here. And it's just like, oh my God. The music's playing. It's like this Eastern, dark. like, you know, blah, Russian. Blah, like, yeah. Blah, blah. It's dark. <laughs> but the big kicker is when they pull out the money, they have like a dollar. 83 cents. A dollar and 83 yeah. cents. And like, what can we do with that? And it just flashes to a. Uh, like a Ritz hotel. Yeah, Ritz yeah. Carlton yeah. kind of hotel. They're getting the group. Like, oh, you gotta love that exchange rate. They use the euro now, so their money is actually stronger than ours slightly. <laughs> and there was no See, way that's that... what happens. You make a movie like this, jokes on us now. <laughs> so whatever, but it's, it is hilarious because that's another American stereotype. Before the euro, yeah, like people used to go to Italy and buy Prada bags, or they go to you know France and buy whatever. But people would go because of the exchange rate. So it was always told growing up, oh, go to Europe, bring another suitcase because you could buy all these things because of the exchange rate. Once they got the euro, it became stronger than a dollar. Like when I first went to Europe, it was twice the a euro was two dollars to one yeah. one dollar. Now it's like great, it's like basically the same. But that's from another stereotype. So when you used to be able to go to these Eastern European countries after the fall of the Berlin Wall, it wasn't like this. You couldn't buy your own hotel for a nickel. You know, but you could definitely eat and drink very well yeah. for cheap. So that's like a reflection of that. But again, I love it. I buy my own hotel. 
And beforehand, and before that, we get the Miami Weiss. Oh, true, Miami Weiss guy. Excuse me. Do uh, you speak any English? You are Americans. Yeah. I love America. <laughs> we just get Miami Weiss on television. Hey, man, Miami Weiss is number one new show. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, we uh, we're trying to get to Berlin. Germany, do you know if there's a train coming anytime soon? Oh, yes, very soon. They are building it now. Stop! Hammer time! Enjoy Bratislava. It's good uh, you came in summer. In winter, it can get very depressing. And that's another thing they used to tell you about Europeans. Honestly, this is one thing I'll say is kind of true. They're a little behind on American trends. I will share this story because it's a true story. And I know they're not going to listen. But it's really not that bad of a story. But point being, a friend of mine married a Polish woman. And when they were going to have their first child, she wanted to name him Dylan. And he's like, oh, okay, that's a nice name. And he was like, he thinks like Predator was like, Dylan. You know? like, <laughs> he's like, that's great. And he's like, oh, why Dylan? And she was like, oh, because of like 90210. And like they caught it a little bit later than like. Brand new show, and, Miami yeah. Wise. <laughs> Like, arguably, arguably, yes, like, Miami Vice is what, like, 84, 83, 85? Yeah, that's crazy. So, again, that's a a 20-year jump, and then he, like, says later on, like, where's the beef? And like that, so yes. So, yes, have a time. But there's a little, in every joke, there's a little bit of truth, and that's a little bit of truth in that. Like, Mm -hmm. just, you know. At least yeah. at that time, this is before streaming. This is before yeah, yeah. Before so now, say before like the internet and, uh, and uh, everything like that. So it's that's the world. Now know. I don't think it's as big as a thing. No. But that used to be like no. a thing. Like oh, you know, they're a little bit behind on the trends and yeah. stuff like that. But the club in Bratislava, just notable for a couple things. One, she runs into this Christoph guy again. Mm-hmm. So her dream, Jenny, is to meet a European guy and go sailing with him and stuff like that. And she thinks that this could be the guy, but turns out he's married. His wife makes a great sangria. His mi- wife does make a great sangria. Do you like sangria? Point is, it's not the fantasy she wanted. Exactly. The other big thing in here is the, the absinthe thing, which is something that Americans used to always think too. Absinthe legal here now. And was always part of New Orleans culture anyway. So It was state by state, though, illegal when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Now you could buy it. I think the absinthe in Europe is a little bit stronger. But absinthe being illegal wasn't necessarily because... It's like one of those things that stayed on the books that no one cared about. Um, rather than like, oh my god, it makes you blind or whatever. That's what you used to say. But that's people who are making fucking absinthe in their like, bathtubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Coke rots your teeth out. Yeah, if you keep it in your mouth for a whole day. <laughs> I remember when we went to Germany, Mike. I was like, oh my god, I gotta have absinthe here. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> And I had that. Did you see Frankfurt. a fairy? A green fairy? I did not see a green fairy. No, no green fairy. Mm. They lit it on fire. And yeah, they lit it on fire for my American tourist ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, I wish I wanted to. <laughs> One of the t- definitely top five regret. But that's what you said earlier before. They have this absinthe fairy that comes out with a drink. And yeah. I don't think this caught on as much as they wanted to. No. Even the DVD has like that. That's like the, that's the, 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 the yeah, cursor. Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah. You move is like the absinthe fairy. No one really talks about the absent fairy when they talk. And when you click on something, he says a little thing Mm -hmm. as the transition to the special features or to the subtitles. And then there's also there's a club version of Scotty doesn't know. Yes. So the two other things I was going to mention on this club, the club version of Scotty doesn't know, cracks me up every time because 
That was also a European stereotype. They would take our songs and make club versions, you know? I mean, it's just even great how fast it's traveled exactly. the world. That, but it makes no I, sense, I love that too. joke. Miami Vice more. is the new number one show. Yeah. But they already have Scotty Doesn't Know <laughs> on a club version. True. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's still yeah. hilarious. I love, by the way, all of their outfits for this club. It's, they're ridiculous. Yes. Jamie's wearing a turtleneck with like a suit jacket. He looks like he's going yachting or something. <laughs> uh, Scotty just has like a kind of boring, usual like suit. Coop has a Rick, like, Cafe America, yeah. you know, Casablanca tux on. And Jenny has, I think, pants, but then this very... Like silver What are those called? Hal- kind of halter top? Or oh, it's a, a, it's a top. Okay. Right, yeah, like silvery, like, yeah, like fish scaly kind of top. And the whole time Cooper and Jenny are having this little interplay. Yeah, at the train station she's been over. He's like, oh, hot European ass. <laughs> oh, I her. thought you were a yeah. girl. <laughs> But the, I guess the big moment coming out of this is the fact that, Mike, you said this was your favorite scene. Oh. <laughs> no, it was the dicks on the beach. Yeah, thank you. Thank See, you. This, is, this is called a recurring joke that happens a lot in this movie. I'm it's doing a callback. Yes. <laughs> but, Mike, your favorite scene of the brother and sister making out by accident. So the twins oh, okay. make out. Question. Did it turn you on? That's a statement, not a question. That's oh, a do, question. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Who's the worst twin Jamie? Jamie Lannister? The worst twins that are... You're going to throw some Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I was waiting. I thought thought of that just before, and I came down, and I I wrote wrote it down. I'm like, I need to bring this up. I'm not going to segue too much into a Game (laughs) of Thrones tangent. I was in my John Aaron a lot this week, so... But Jamie Lannister's definitely worse. Yeah, they're fucking, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he does it for pleasure. It wasn't an accident, too. He throws a little boy out of a watchtower. Whoa, Spoiler. I'm kidding. If you haven't seen season one, episode Episode one one by now, (laughs) do yourself a favor. Yes, no. Different Jamie, but yes. Making out. Twins. Twins that are... Again, another recurring thing here. The worst twins ever. Yeah. So you should have said, who are the worst twins ever? Yeah. Definitely the Game of Thrones. The The Lannisters. Lannisters. (laughs) I just found that that was like awesome. The whole Jamie and the twins clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Again, so Miami Vice guy drives them to uh, Berlin, but not before when they're waiting for him. Or they're waiting at a bus stop. In his Dukes of Hazzard. Yes, in his Dukes of Hazzard, like, pickup truck kind of thing. Yeah, like, I don't know what they... It's like a mix between a a pickup truck and a minivan. Yeah, it looks like a pacer. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... I like Cooper like milking it at them. Like, hey, what did you guys do last night? Right. Yeah, and then yeah. the Fromers guy like, oh, fun fact about Bratislava, like the capital of Slovakia, and you made out with your sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, people are listening to me like, why do you guys like this movie? Because we were what sixteen when this movie came out. Seven, seventeen, seventeen. I ask a question every week: Who is this movie made for? We'll get to it, but it was us. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid humor. Sometimes yeah. you just want something stupid that you can laugh at. That's Certainly what this movie it. is all about. That's why people like being friends with me. <laughs> Berlin. We finally get there. I love Berlin. We've all been to Berlin here. Berlin is where we get... I mean, it's a cheap German joke, but the least I think of even then, like, we don't see anything it's just an no, apartment building you know no. which i get it but like again berlin is a beautiful city there's a lot to see they don't even show like clips of the wall or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah kyle you told a story i need to tell a mike germany story i wish there was more german german listeners out there if you know more german teen films 
let us know so we can tell more German stories. Regardless, I have to tell the passport story, Mike. I'll tell it very fast, because, oh, yeah. it, but it is one of my favorites. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> this is a party story I haven't brought out on a party in a while, but like, if it's applicable. Like, if I were single out and about in a town, yeah. if I was like looking for conversation grabbers, it'd be like, passport? Boom. You know? It's a go-to story. So, you and I were going to Germany. Neither of us could really drive stick. <laughs> and we had to rent a stick car there. They drive mostly stick shift cars. We were driving around the place. A good friend, Anthony, who we mentioned already, he was going to teach us stick. I remember he picked you up first, and then he was going to pick up me. So I guess you guys picked me up. You learned maybe like an hour of stick shift. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Picked me up to learn stick shift in his car. I get on the back seat of the car. You're driving. You're like, Brian, I got something I have to tell you. I'm like, what? can't find my passport i'm like oh where is it i don't know i think it's in a drawer at home but i'm not 100 percent sure I'm like mike we leave tomorrow you really need your passport and i had asked you all week do you know where your passport is yeah yeah i don't know where my passport is <laughs> i thought it was in my dad's car in his glove compartment okay that's where you thought. wasn't there that's but a good place to it might be in my top drawer in my bedroom not there so I'm not trying to cut off your story or jump ahead, but did you ever find that passport? Never found it. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? That's a little better. But anyway, continue. <laughs> and I'm like, Mike, we are leaving tomorrow. It's really... You can't leave without a passport. You're like, don't worry. I'll find it. I was so, like... I had so much anxiety. I could not learn... I still don't know stick shift to this day. I could not learn stick shift in the car because I'm like... I was getting nervous, you know? We had not spent our life savings. Our life wasn't that long, but we'd spent a lot on this trip. And I'm like, I can't do this alone. <laughs> you know, I don't know what I would have done if I did it alone. So whatever, I go home. I don't end up learning stick because I'm like, I just need to go home. You call me at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are we going to do? We were both, and this is again, pre-smartphone. Yeah. It's high speed internet, but you have to go to your family computer room Go on the computer. Remember those days? Yeah, via the Ethernet cable. Yeah, yeah, via the Ethernet cable. Yeah, no Wi-Fi at this point. Yeah. And just search shit. And me and you were looking for shit. I thought it was going to take a couple of days. I was going to have to like wait in Frankfurt for you. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And you're like, oh, worst case scenario, I'll stay here. You can meet me. Because what, I, I didn't want to cancel my ticket. Yeah. Again, you were dating someone in Germany at the time. And she was not happy hearing that you might not no, be there. She was that it was happy. just going to be me. Sorry. <laughs> but up to like the minute you found that appointment in Philadelphia, we were thinking that you had to go to Vermont because there was an appointment yeah. at like 8 a.m. in Vermont. Vermont's not that far. Where in Vermont? Probably Burlington. Okay. Yeah, it's like a five hour drive. Five hour drive. But like you were going to, I'm just leave right now. I would have missed the flight though. Yeah, I'll sleep in my car. That's what you were saying. I'll drive right now. I'll sleep in my car. Wakes up. Hopefully, I get an expedited passport. It's not easy to get an expedited passport. You pretty much have to prove someone died or something along those lines. Luckily, you found an appointment in Philadelphia, which is much closer. Yeah, this uh, is your Philadelphia story. <laughs> so, Mike, I wasn't in Philadelphia. What? How did you get this passport in Philly? So I drove down there early in the morning. I think like, from North Jersey. Got that. Yeah, by the way, guys. So probably two hours to get down there. And uh, waited online, went to the counter, explained my situation. Um, the clerk looked at me like I was, and rightfully so, a complete <laughs> idiot. Uh, but she was pretty understanding. I paid what was an exorbitant amount of money for a 22, 23-year-old 22, 23 at the time. 
Got my expedited passport. Well, just said good luck. Bu- couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I think it was I think like three, three, three hundred, four hundred right? dollars. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a pretty penny. And, and then I. <laughs> and that, that didn't help when we were there, as you said. We yeah. ran out of money. Right. Okay. So, my favorite part of the passport thing is, mm-hmm. one, for whatever reason, you didn't pack your bag. You packed like three pairs of underwear yep. in a small bag, yes. and that's it. Such a pessimist. <laughs> you should have left with a packed no, bag. I'm a minimalist. I don't need. Yeah, that's, that's no, too that's, minimal. That's bare. You minimal. call me like you're like, hey, I got the passport. I'm like, what? You got it? Like I can make the flight. I'm like, I'm in Philly now. Where were you at the time? I was working at my job in Newark. Oh, okay, so you can go like pack a bag for him. I think. Uh, Not really. No. We actually met. Yes. Anthony so our friend back. Anthony was going to drive us, but we left our cars in Newark. I wish we were leaving Newark Airport, but we were leaving JFK for whatever reason. Anthony drove us from Newark to JFK, and we're looking at your passport in the car. I'm like, Mike, you are wearing the same outfit in this passport photo <laughs> that you're wearing right now. To the airport, they're going to be looking at it. I'm like, it, like... they're going to think you're a terrorist. They're going to think this is so fake. It's literally like a shirt you're wearing. And I'm like, what'd you pack? Like, oh, I didn't really need to pack anything. And I remember telling you, because my laptop broke the week before I dropped it. I'm like, Mike, bring your laptop, because we hadn't booked everything at that point. And it kind of stopped. Like, I was going to book that night. We kind of stopped. Like, hotels, you know, stuff like that. And did you bring your laptop? You're like, fuck that. I'm like, but we need it. What are we going to (laughs) do? And I'm like, what'd you pack? And like I said, it was like a couple pairs of underwear. Why? Why? Maybe some socks. Just threw some stuff in the bag. Yeah, I think you just grabbed like a, a, some pile you saw through <laughs> in the bag. I'm like, Mike, you need clothes for there. So luckily, we didn't get to the airport late or anything. We were like an hour before we should have gotten there, you know. So I'm like, Mike, maybe you should just buy shit here. And you're like, all right. I, again, I love that. Like, this is my favorite part. Zero, zero thought towards like, there's H&M's, there's other things. Like, no, but you don't know what we're going to be doing there, you know what I mean? We figured we, regardless, yeah, it's stupid. But... <laughs> You walked into like one of these just JFK airport shops and you bought like shirts that said New York City, I love New York. Now, the best part about that is like some of the shirts, I got them on sale. I got like the cheapest stuff they had. It was printed backwards. Yeah, yeah. one reversed. of them was defected. It was a reverse. It's a New York in a mirror uh, right. image. So my question to you out of all this is do you still have any of those shirts? Oh, it's ten years. It's, so. it's more than ten years later. I don't so. think so. Okay. I Those... mean, maybe at my parents' house somewhere. <laughs> you though, you you and I went across Germany with most of the time you wearing shirts that say "I love New York" and stuff like that. <laughs> New York City, ugly okay. America. Yeah, that is very ugly of me. I'll tell you that much. Oh, God. We had to do our laundry there at one point, which is not that crazy, but not expected for like a two week trip. Like I packed enough. Yeah, you have to do a two-week trip. You have to do laundry. No, I mean, I always pack for two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. That's a lot of clothes. I'm a good packer. I'm a good packer. Well, clearly, Mike, you didn't didn't pack for a day. You can't wear three pairs of underwear at once and call it a shirt. I also do wardrobe changes. True, fair. You do wardrobe changes. (laughs) There's a lot of Germany stories I have. I love Germany. I love the German people. Yeah, but yeah. that's the first one that comes to mind always, just your lack of passport. And it was a miracle, a miracle that, that we were able to do that. That passport is now expired, and I, when I renew it, I will renew wear it the same flannel that I had. You should, every it. time. That, that was the same passport? That was the 10-year period? Wow. Oh, yeah, it just expired. Yeah. I, need, I need to renew my passport as well. Your passport's not active? Yeah. I could never live like that. Anytime my passport gets... Maybe we're living in a pandemic. Anytime I've asked for it, no, because I think, like, you know, the idea that I can't escape, you know. If I 
want to escape all escape. <laughs> when, when I think of, we obviously we haven't we've never been uh, abroad together, uh, but when I th- I think of you and I think of Germany, I think of you offering to raise a potential love child that might exist of mine out there. That's <laughs> little little Gunter Bachmann in Hamburg. Yes, cut. I <laughs> would <laughs> raise him right, Kyle. Yes, uh, Kyle. Brian just... is the king of scenarios and. But, and would say would ask if I have a illegitimate child out there, and there's a possibility in Germany. Out <laughs> <laughs> we, we have plenty of German stories, yeah. though. We could talk about. And Mike said he would rear my child. We, we could talk about our fun times in Dresden mm-hmm. and the yeah. ang- the anger you had towards a particular Dresden man. Um, I got slapped in the face. You got slapped in the face in Dresden. Have a great by time a man. By a man, yes, <laughs> by a Dresden man. Like I said, oh man. Good times, good times. <laughs> Regardless, though, that's why this is so disappointing to me. Maybe because I love Germany, I've been all around Germany, as we all have, you know, spent significant time in Germany. And like you said, all we see is like a German apartment complex, yeah. a stereotypical German dad. When Gotti gets the apartment, Mika's not there, and the dad's like, "Oh, she went to Rome for the summer," and they have a quick conversation. And the gag is this, which is not in the German version. The gag is this little kid, and he draws like a Hitler mustache, and he's like. You know, high like Hitler behind the scenes. Yeah, doing goose stepping and stuff, yeah. I get it, but that's low hanging that's, fruit. That's part of the Anne Frank version, you know? That's yeah, the... like, it's it's like slightly funny, but I, I think Germany is such an interesting country. But they're such a funny, quirky people. Well, it should be Coop being, since he's like the comedic relief and he's in the scene, making jokes and the dad just like not getting them because Germans don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a stereotype, right? Like no, yes, <laughs> that's a stereotype. That would have played a little bit better than the Hitler kid. Yeah, I don't know. And they just leave Germany right away. Like there's not enough Germany in this. I also, you know, you want to play out the German stereotypes. Maybe she lives in Munich. Maybe it's Oktoberfest. You know, mm. a lot more of that. But I guess they couldn't have shot that in Prague. Yeah, or, I don't know. Maybe they could. Whatever. Then we go to Rome, and it's the whole Vatican thing. Which is very slapsticky. There's funny moments here. I like the Swiss guard guy. But I'm Swiss. <laughs> they use a hard R. They get into the. They get into the Vatican Museum. Wait, why did? Oh, because she her Mika's tour is in the yeah, Vatican. Yeah. She couldn't wait till she left. <laughs> Regardless, they they get in because uh, Michelle Trottenberg lies that Cooper is a mentally challenged person, which and that Jamie is the tour guide. That Jamie's the tour guide, which is a bigger deal to me. I wish they did play the other thing, but. I like Jamie as the tour guide here, like doing the firmer's tour. And he's like, oh, good. You're a tour guide? Because we need someone to run this tour. The other tour guide yeah, gets English sick. language tour, yeah. And he does this whole tour in the Vatican, whatever. I mean, he's great. But the whole, like, Pope chase thing is just, it's not bad. And I do laugh at this. Like, the really Italian yeah, guy. Like, just... Oh, the Holy Father. You yeah, know, like, that guy, I mean, yeah, that guy's, that funny, guy's yeah. funny. But They white smoke. I just think if you're building to something hilarious... The more funny things have already happened. Yeah, I mean, you're just looking for that, like, third act climax, like, you know. And, uh, there is a climax later. Yes. So, Scotty ends up becoming the new Pope because of a series of fires, and <laughs> he has a whole speech in St. Peter's Square, eventually confronting Mika. I bring it all up like this because was not the original ending. Originally, and you could see this, so, Kyle, you alluded to it. He sees Mika and she's like, "Who are you?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. He's like, oh. And then we cut to them having sex in like a confessional, not in the original script. In the original script, she kind of blows him off, and 
the whole thing was like this whole European trip was for nothing. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even that into him. <laughs> Damn. Which is cold and probably better movie, yeah. but they're like the way we've set this up. Then they could have used cold hard bitch. <laughs> the way they set this up, you know, they couldn't have played it like that. No. So. They, I mean, we did get to see her naked already, so I got my. <laughs> Yes, because the confessional scene, I don't know if it's her butt, but you see a lady's butt. And the woman in there is like famous. She's in Austin she's Powers. She's in Austin Powers. She's Frau Farbissena or yeah. something like that. Fire the laser! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought they could have... Uh... It's funny, but yes. I mean, from Berlin to Rome, like those, like the the most funny things, that, you know, happened already. Yes. So it's, it's a third, third acts are always like the biggest problem in most movies. So, And at this point... I guess you're not watching for the story, you're watching for the bits, yeah. but the best bits have already happened, and that's what's disappointing. Oh, the other big thing that happens in Rome is that we meet Arthur Fromer. Yeah. yeah. This was my favorite scene growing up. I'm like, what a dream, right? You're like saying facts, you're giving a tour, and then the guy's like, I'm Arthur Fromer. Yeah. So uh, the whole time, Jamie's saying this Fromer's Guide stuff, and then, boom, Arthur Fromer happens to be on his tour, and he offers him to stay there and rewrite the Fromer's Guide to Europe. What a dream. That's yeah. awesome. It's pretty yeah. amazing. After he sold his camera to get give him the money to get to. <laughs> Which is a little corny. Um, so that Leica is very expensive, Leica camera. Yeah. He sells it, yes, in Berlin to get to Rome. And he has like a pretty corny line. He's like, he's like, don't you want to see the monasteries and all yeah. stuff? He's like, they've been here for 300 years. They'll be here forever. Mika's only here for 12 more yeah, hours. Boom. It's like, <laughs> oh, we got to get serious suddenly. <laughs> it's good there's some like good little character arcs in the movie and this is also a big time mind you because da vinci code isn't like too much longer after this is a big time for swiss guard yes yeah, swiss guard the vatican <laughs> was a very much yeah. an intrigue at this point yeah the movie doesn't really end i mean they all have like you know europe was awesome blah 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 kind of moment but the coda of the movie is college i don't know if they're specific he's in oberlin college like you know a real college and do you remember the ending just as stupid Scotty American thought that like Mika was Mike, so did the uh, the the registrar's office for Oberlin, and so they're in a room together. I'm sorry, she's she's gorgeous. I don't want to be living together right away with my <laughs> too soon. Girlfriend. Yeah, yes, yes, anyone, yes, that's too soon. <laughs> That's too soon. That was, though, like, we have perspective now. That was, like, the old dream. The dream of, well, yeah. What if they mess up and put a hot girl in my dorm room? You know? <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's, that, no, this is the realm of just, like, oh, is, like, the next-door neighbor going to move and she's going to be hot? Or, like, a hot mom? <laughs> or again, like, the Stacy's mom. Like, it's just that whole, there's there's fetishes at the time. This is before we have fast-speed, like, internet. and One of those things, too, just it's playing to the teenage boy watching this movie and be like oh right well yeah and what does she say in his dream uh it's just like and let's have month-long like sex Uh, like something like like, something like that let's make love for one whole month Month, or something like that (laughs) that's when hey also young guys like you know a certain stamina that is that a sigh because we just know that it's real or no he misses david hasselhoff no. singing to him in the upright corner of his brain. <laughs> I wish all the time. <laughs> Anything else in Eurotrip you wanted to mention or should we get to our awards? I feel like we went through the entire movie and people are like, why? You guys like this movie way we more do. than you should. Yeah, no, I think we really hit, um, yeah, everything, everything that the little notes that I took. Oh, there's, a, there's one more extended scene that 
I don't know if it's a deleted scene or it was an extended because I watched the deleted scenes as well. But uh, originally to get a ride, Jenny takes her top off. You don't see it. You yeah. don't see it. But mm-hmm. she takes her top off like on a highway and that's how they get a ride. So. Oh, same truck driver? Same. I'm not sure. Would have to be if that's the only part that they... Like, yeah, I mean that would yeah. make sense, right? I think I think I remember that. Oh, and then we well we didn't say Coop and Jenny joined the Mile High Club, and then they're like dating yes. in college. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the kicker. Cooper's yeah. like, who Jenny? Who? And they actually go to college together, and and are dating. Yeah, Not a good idea, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. If it works for them, I don't know. Yep. So the, the so our big resolutions are that Mika and Scotty are roommates. Cooper and Jenny go to college together and they're dating. And do we get a really... Oh, I guess the resolution is he's, Jamie's in Europe writing. We don't see it, but Jamie's in Europe. So does he decide not to go to college? I would take a semester or a year off. To I agree, college, but right? it's just, yeah. You could probably get into a better school after that. Probably, yeah. That seems like something that would be interesting. Let's get to our questions every week, and I already alluded to this question. First question we ask, who was this movie made for? Me. <laughs> I think in a sense, yeah, you're right. In terms of the... 17, 18, 19-year-old boys growing even, up. Yeah, even younger than that. Yeah, even too. younger. 15 Yeah, boys growing up wanted to see this movie. Yeah, yeah, I would say like anybody born from like 1985 to 1989. <laughs> it's a very specific time. Yeah, 85 to 89. That's when you were born and you like boobs and you're not, eas- <laughs> and you're not easily offended. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely to succeed. Which character won the movie? Who comes out most on top in this Coop. film? Cooper, you think? He didn't have any exotic sex uh, in Europe. And he's going to school with a girlfriend now. That's true. Jamie I actually know, but I, I, more, I more gave it to, like, because he had that successful internship. He got away with that. Oh, that's true. a very big feat. True. He didn't get I was looking in that sense. No, but you're 100% right that I would give it, yeah, ja- Jamie. I was going to say, Jamie yeah. is my pick. Yeah. He gets Jamie the rifer from her, and he had a good sexual relationship which is the goal of all I these mean, films his sister yeah oh mm, uh, mm, points yeah. there i don't think it's even scotty but i mean i don't know i'm gonna say jamie no you're you're right i don't know it's jamie. yeah you're right wooderson award this is an award for a character who you would have liked to seen a little more of in the film is it the absinthe fairy no <laughs> i'm just kidding um Diedrich bader really what <laughs> this random robber how about you mike i'm a fan of the photographer Clark? Oh, you would like yeah. to see her come back? Clark. So we just want more of that scene. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, guess, I guess seriously, um, like like a little coda in, in the back where she's like they're dating now. I don't know. No, the guy from Bratislava is really funny. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Hey, yeah. he gets two different moments. I'm just thinking like it'd be funny if Dietrich Bader like had an encounter with each of our people in their like little like. Imagine if he was one of the sex guys, like you know, like. It wouldn't make sense in a timeline way, <laughs> yeah. but like he worked at the sex club. He like stop arguing, DJ Bader. It's not a good answer. It's Scotty's answer. dad. You want oh, oh well, Jeffrey Tambor? He's been canceled. Yeah. He's been canceled. Oh, yeah. unfortunately, me too. He was a yeah. sexual harasser. Well, whatever. I'd like to see more of Scotty's dad. No, he does fall under great uh, cameos. I mean, that actually out of I I said everything on the, my list except for he gives such a great line delivery early in the movie when it's just like oh so where's scotty oh he's with coop and there's like and then where's like the youngest fuck if i know yeah <laughs> it's such a great line it is so, so scotty's dad Diedrich bader those were our choices here i like the camera i would have picked her 
Long Duck Dong Award. There are some inappropriate things in this movie, you know. It's a little homophobic. It's like more a, lines than a character. Yeah, more lines than characters. They use the hard R. But to the Long Dark Dong Award, it's for a character whose omission would make the film better if it was too offensive in one way. But if there wasn't anything like that, it's just if it's like, mm, I would delete this because I really didn't need it kind of thing. Oh, uh, I guess the kid doing the Hitler because it's like a cheap... Oh, trip. yeah, you know what? I wasn't even thinking that, but that just... Clearly, it's, it would have been the Anne Frank scene. Yes, the they they so they. I think yeah. that's the that's they long duck donged it before it even happened. Yeah. In terms of characters, we don't need though. I think there's actually a lot. I don't need the absinthe fairy. You know. Get rid of Kristoff. He sucks. Yeah, it's like but that's a not. But note. that's not. But that's not long long duck. No, but could yeah. be if you can't find something offensive. It's oh, just okay. like if you had to edit somebody out. Okay. Kristoff sucks. <laughs> Get rid he of he does, but it's just a, that's like her story before. Cooper. Yeah, if she didn't have that, I guess she wouldn't have any story, really, except Cooper. Yeah. Cameron Fry Award. Did anyone look too old to be high schoolers? Did they look like actual high schoolers? Pretty pretty good. You know, definitely, I mean, a little bit closer to college. Yeah. They were on the, the cusp, so. Cooper definitely looked college. Um, it's, yeah, I don't think anybody really looks like they're in high school. Some movies get it right. But now, high school When you look at look high so school older. kids, they just look so young. It's just... I think I don't think they look old at all. It's uh, some they're looking older and older. I feel like I'm very curious about this next question because I don't think we're gonna have a grade that matches up to other people's grades. But every week we rate the movies based on an A plus to F scale. I hand you guys a report card. I give you the red pen and let you grade it yourself. We do have a little bit of a cheat sheet though. Rotten Tomatoes, forty seven percent by the critics, and honestly, I expected worse because I heard that people don't like this movie. 75% by the audience. So most people do like this film. Yeah. Sometimes I have faith in humanity. <laughs> Letterbox the film learns. If you had to guess, Kyle, what are the Letterbox 0 out of 5? What do you think they give it? Um, uh, Letterbox. I, I feel like that's uh, people that are a bit more uh, astute. Uh, 2.5. You're close. 2.8. Which is very different than 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, because, so. yeah, that's... Film nerds, not a big, not big fans of Eurotrip. Yeah. But the people like Eurotrip. Film nerds, go to Europe. <laughs> yes, it's exactly like this movie. You'll see an absence fairy in a it green It might make you have you. a better time if that's what you go after. Just loosen up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys have, seem have, like you're going to differ from the letterbox. Have a, have a dildo triton, you know, loosen <laughs> up. God. You guys seem like you're going to differ from the letterbox crowd, but... Yeah. Kyle, since you're more the veteran here, I'll let you go first. A plus to F scale. A minus. A minus. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I was going to give it the same, actually. I was going to give it the B plus, but you guys with the A minus, nice. I mean, same thing. Yeah. A, <laughs> a minus, B plus. We like to party. Same ballpark. Yeah. Like to party. Euro trip. Again, we are in that range of years, yeah. you said, yeah. so it makes sense. I get why some people don't like it, but that's 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. That makes sense to me, because if you've watched this movie and you're in that group range... Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's it's a fun, stupid movie. That's that's it. And yeah. it's better than it should be as like a as a road trip knockoff. Yeah. Scotty know? doesn't know, but the Rotten Tomato folk do. <laughs> <laughs> Not the critics, at least. Yeah. yeah. At least the uh, audience there. Sleeping bag. I love this question. Oh yeah, me too. I, mean, I thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> what does your Euro trip themed sleeping bag? Look like Got Kyle it. first. A simple one, Vondersex. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's simple, but just like yeah. you're talking about, like over it, like a million yeah. times. Yeah the, yeah. Same, yeah, the same way the T-shirt is just like slightly like. I'd buy that. Sleeping bag. Yeah. yeah. Damn. 
or or um, or the the map. The map, the food map. The food map, yeah. yeah. That's good too. Because I look, we didn't say specifically. It's like for like Copenhagen, it's like a crab claw, or maybe that's Amsterdam. Bratislava is just. Like Bra- the, I love the, the cigarette out, yeah, like the ashtray you know, yeah. cigarette. It's like ketchup. I think by Germany and France, it was a wine bottle. It's just it's fun. I didn't realize that it had to be Euro Trip themed, but I have one now. Would it would be, be it would be the Dukes of Hazard car. Yes, yeah, it's from Bratislava, <laughs> not with the Confederate flag. Yeah, exactly. Because no. that would. <laughs> Which, by the way, talk Where's about the a, movie, beef? a movie that pulled that off very well. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, Dukes of Hazzard. Too fast, too forever. Let us talk Dukes of Hazard on your podcast. I don't know why you don't. This is my favorite question every week, though. You guys know it. Pretend you and I are in the magical blockbuster in the sky that has every movie that has ever been created up till this day we know we're renting euro trip for this cool slumber party we're doing we know we're renting it but we get to the counter and we see a sign and the sign says rent two movies get one free so i say mike kyle go to the back i'll hold our place in line pick one movie each bring it to the front and these are the three movies we're going to watch in our slumber party old school kind of slumber party because I feel like on slumber parties or we weren't calling them that you know you sleep over at your friend's house you watch Eurotrip that's like a movie that we would watch in high school so Mike you go first what other movie should we watch with Eurotrip Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber yeah why because it's dumb no, go it's, on a road it's trip. funny it's, um, it's, it's like stupid humor it's fun it's easy to watch you can put it on and still like have a conversation I like it digestible comedy how about you, Kyle? Super Troopers. Super Troopers. I'm just vibing on that era. Like, All the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No European films. No. I mean, if I was gonna, I was thinking another round. Another round. Great movie, Mike. Have you seen another round? I have not. Oh, oh. Talk about. You know what I told you? Watch Shame. Watch another round. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm watch it's, it's a Danish film. We covered it on this podcast. Yeah. It's a Danish so, film. So subtitles. Subtitles. But it's right. got Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, that is off the top of your head. You know, I'm casino. Yes. The bad guy that has. Yeah, Lashif. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the star, but. Yeah. Watch that movie. Yeah. Crazy. We covered it on here, yeah. Yes. I like those picks though. Yeah, just you know, sil- yeah, silly yeah, silly comedy. Yeah. So like I mean I was thinking like do I wanna go, you know, I was thinking a lot of Danish films. You know, I was also thinking I don't like European vacation, but no, it's the worst yeah, one. It's exactly as the worst one. <laughs> I don't know if there's another I'm trying to think of another like America goes American goes to America goes to Europe. That's uh, a great movie. Yeah, it, it's called Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> we are being ugly Americans today. I feel like it. Uh, American Werewolf in London. American go- American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> See some tits and nose. No one picked Road Trip. Too obvious. Oh, yeah, too a little too on the nose. Did you know there was a Road Trip trilogy that they marketed as like you know those group DVDs they used to sell for like five dollars in like a bin in like Walmart or something? Straight to DVD. I don't know. Let me see. Road Trip Trilogy. It's in my notes. So, okay. So, this is stupid. The Road Trip Trilogy is Road Trip, obviously. Euro Trip, which is really not a Road Trip movie. And did you know that there was a Road Trip straight-to-DVD sequel, as you said? No. No, I didn't. It's called Road Trip Beer Pong. Pretty <laughs> fun. Uh, so, I googled movies about Americans in Europe. First one that came up, Euro Trip. 
next one is Good Year. That's a Russell Crowe one. I'm going to definitely cover that on Foodie Films whenever I start that up again. Uh, before Sunset. That's the Of course. Uh, well, any, I guess I need the Before trilogy. Inglorious Bastards. Um, <laughs> you can't count War Wars. V- v- Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Ooh, yeah. Under the Tuscan Sun. Oh, good. Midnight in Paris, right? Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, have, yeah, have Midnight a... in Paris is on the list. Kyle, to Rome with Love. Chasing, move... Chasing Liberty. Chasing Liberty, great. A movie you and I have covered on this podcast with Mike Manzing just last year or maybe the year before. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Call Me By Your Name. Da Vinci Code. P.S. I Love You. Nice, nice. Notting Hill. True, I didn't think, I didn't think about that, yeah. Yeah, so some chocolate. Chocolate. Have you covered that? You covered that, right? Yeah, it was delightful. <laughs> A chocolate often. You pray love. She eats in Europe, prays in India, and loves in Bali. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, guys, this was a blast. Thank you for this little, I guess, blast from the past. Get to talk to you our trip, a movie we all saw around the same time. You know, we're the same age, so I feel like it's in our wheelhouse. Anything you want to say, plug, before we get out of here? Mike, I know you have a bunch of big podcasts coming out. So. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. It's always fun being on here. Sounds like it. Your your your, your tone really made it sound like. <laughs> no, it. I. I, <laughs> I love this movie, uh, Brian. You introduced me to this at some point in time. At Rosen's house, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, and it's just fun and easy to watch. I introduced my fiance to this, and she enjoyed it too. That's good. That's, that's was she it. offended by what's his name, Fred Armisen? No. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's my uncle. Like, <laughs> Well, that's good. That means Miss, she's, Miss Guzzi, Miss Guzzi. That means she's a keeper. Yeah, so, so that's a good thing. Mike, b- before we get out of here, Kyle, I'll let you plug what you have to plug. Don't worry. But before you get out of here, are, can you do the opener again for High School Slumber Party? Oh God, I don't. I don't know if I know it off. The it's top High of School head. Slumber Party is a Cage Club Podcast Network production. You don't have to do it. You do do the opener. I just wanted to tell. High people. School Slumber Party is that's a Cage Club podcast. You can work. Find us on cageclub.me. That's it's good enough. <laughs> cageclub.me. I wish you had that inflection that we played at the beginning. Like, I think you can find this here. <laughs> or, or how did I get here? This isn't where, where I parked my I? car. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Bookends. Uh, yeah, Foodie Films isn't up yet, but I've recorded some episodes. I just need to... Uh... I'm recently single. I'm having fun. Leave me alone. <laughs> Double digits episodes I see you recorded at this point, right? Well, I hope we get to travel together in Europe at least one more time in our lives. Well, we've never been with you, Kyle. But... Mike and I have to get our passports for now. <laughs> <laughs> so fun talking Euro trip with my high school friends there. Always have a different rapport when they're on. Hope you enjoyed it, even if you're not a Euro trip fan. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you are a Euro trip fan, I hope we elevated the film to your standards. <laughs> Once again, big thanks to Mike. Big thanks to Kyle, as always. Can't wait to have both of them on again. Okay, homework for next week. We have a little bit of a change in schedules. Basically, things are more open now than before. People are going out. Guests are switching things on me here or there. I had to switch Black Teen Experience to a different month so that High School Slumber Party AP and then 4th of July. And It reminds me of that one scene in Wayne's World. You've probably noticed by now that we're on a little early tonight. Usually at this time on Aurora Cable, you're watching Plant World. 
but they didn't want our 10.30 time slot. But we were able to talk Plant World into changing with Cooking World. Although they didn't want to change it first. But fortunately, White Supremacy World was canceled and all the trades worked out. <laughs> that really is what scheduling a podcast is like. Well, long story short, Islin Addington, the co-host of High School Slumber Party AP, was kind enough to let us air our episode early to make all these 4th of July weekend changes work and such. So, your homework for Monday is an AP assignment. We're talking and watching Netflix's Work It. Beyonce, Queen Bay, I pray that you make my feet swift tomorrow and that you make my moves have swagger. In the name of the single ladies video and the lemonade short film, I pray. Senior year, I needed to join the dance team because the more extracurricular activities you do, the higher your chances are of getting into a top tier college. Woodbright High. Oh, isn't that the school with the dance team? I keep it lit. Squirrel friend, are you for real? Jazz, I need you to help me get on the dance team. You don't dance at all. The work at competition is in five months, and I don't need you stanking up the place. Fine. I'll start my own damn team then. There it is. Say what? The Thunderbirds have the best dancers in the school, so we need to find the diamonds in the rough. This guy is supposed to be the best flipper in town. That guy's like 50. Not him. The one that looks like Colin O'Brien. You're kidding. The guy can flip. We need a choreographer. This guy, Jake Taylor, captained the winning team three years in a row. We'd love to have you choreograph. What do you think? I think you can dance. Why do we look like a bunch of dental hygienists? What? I borrowed them from the nursing home. We look like we're about to go run a blood drive. Look, you guys aren't the most skilled dancers, but that's what we're up against. You think I don't see you staring at Jake like he's a pop quiz? Untrue. You can't think your way through this. You gotta let your body drive you. Show me what to do. Orchid stage, it's huge. And no new team has ever won it. This is our only chance. You ready? Everybody, listen up. If you want to be your best, you have to follow your packs. Is she good? Are we yeah. good? Yeah, no, she's good. I love a good dance movie, so does Island. so definitely check out that episode on Monday. Watch it over the weekend. It's a fun movie to watch for this early summer that we're having here in the United States Northern Hemisphere. I know, I hear you Southern Hemisphere fans. It's early winter for you, but I try my best to accommodate everyone, regardless. <laughs> regardless, that's your homework. Looking forward to the cool episode of High School Slumber Party AP this Monday. And thank you guys for joining me for Euro Trip once again. Remember, life moves a little fast. And if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Vote, vote, vote. Don't forget to vote for your sophomore yearbook. Later, dudes. Oh, oh! 
What the hell? I gotta take you out with a song. You know what it's gonna be. We talked about it, and I'm sure you hate it unless you're within one or two years of my birth year. Are you gonna be my girl, Jet? Later, dudes. Because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine I said you look so fine that I really want to make you mine Four, five, six, come on and get your kicks Now you don't need the money when you look like that, do you, honey? Big black boots, long brown hair She's so sweet with her Go.